0: Ready aim, release Anyone see my mammoth Hello We are back. It is another Monday.
1: Um Carlo, how you doing? Good. Everybody's in the chat. Like yeah. everybody. Everybody's just there saying hello. Hello, guys.
0: Hello. Um I'm just going to start this episode by saying, uh, to all those people who think that we're incredible for lasting so long, usually in, in episodes, I, uh, yeah, I know, right? I, uh, I had to That's nip to the said. loo for 20, oh, dear God, <laughs> uh, I just nipped to the loo before the show, hence the reason start, a little bit late, which disappoints all the viewers I know who are like, how can they sit there for four hours and not do anything, but sit there for four hours? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, right, uh, yes, Loca we do need a new intro, I was going to do it this weekend, um. Some stuff came up that I needed to to do first. But he, but he doesn't.
1: But he doesn't want to admit that Mance is the. Whoop. Oh no no no! I've already I've
0: already got some some sick ass ideas for the new intro. Um, following on from of course the one that we uh, have had for so long now. Um, Terra hates Mondays. Yeah, I hate Mondays too. Um, you say except for Tony Ground Terra. Uh, I say including Tony Ground. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's good um cool right then carlo um last week uh on friday me and carlo went to games night on friday uh chatted as we do and i set carlo some homework um carlo's homework was to watch the gamma trade show event at some point over the weekend
1: carlo did you watch the gamma trade show video
2: i did i did i
1: did yeah. are you sure you, know, you funnily, watched it you know funnily funnily like I would say, I mean, before we kind of get into like the major thing of like what the video was and how good it was or whatever like that, loads of people came and asked me like, have you watched the video? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, like I'm kind of busy. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Honestly, nearly everybody followed that up with. If you kind of assume that it's somebody who knows nothing about A Song of Ice and Fire talking to some other people who know nothing about A Song of Ice and Fire, then the video is not bad. And I watched it after having been told that by loads of people. Um and it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. As long as think that it's somebody who knows nothing about the tabletop game talking to other people who know nothing about the tabletop game.
2: Yeah. Um You definitely have to view it like that. Uh without going into
0: details. If you haven't seen it guys, uh do recommend going watching it. You know, it's we really? can never explain
1: something. Like- well, I mean, I think that the, um, the the screenshots of what's coming out is pretty much 100% of what the video is, right? Like, Yes. There isn't any need to go and watch it. If you've seen the screenshots and people talking about what's going to get released, then you've seen the video.
0: Mm-hmm. Although I will say the guy describing it is just a distribution partner and um, like a marketing kind of guy slash sales guy. He's not uh, like full on marketing, trying to make things sound amazing. Kind of guy. He is just someone who's talking to stores to get them to buy into the product. Some of his uh, descriptions of the products are pretty peachy. Not gonna lie, <laughs> they are some pretty incredible, uh, incredible descriptions of stuff. And you're like, I am 99% sure that is not at all what that thing is <laughs> that you've just described. Uh, to give you an example, he was talking about, uh, and I'll bring it up. The first thing which Carlo says didn't wasn't there. When he watched the video. So that's how closely he watches these things. <laughs> Is uh, the Stark starter set. And the Knights. And the. Sorry. Uh, Lancer starter set. Because it does cover Q1 this year. Um, and he said that. The sculpting's come on a long way. Since these originally got released. They never had their starter boxes. All true. All true. And then he says something along the lines of. Um, uh there's also loads of new rules in here or like new things in here that people won't necessarily have had so a lot of people who would have had the original two-player starter would still want to buy these and that's the kind of bit where i sat there being like not really like
1: i mean you got to get those kill game brigands
0: yeah um is <laughs> that's you know not really what <laughs> what those boxes have in them but you know they yeah, sell it. But yeah, the first thing came up: start, start sets, lancer start sets. It is covering Q1 this year, um. So these are released already, uh, certainly in the US. Obviously, this is a, a US partner video, so he's talking about specifically US releases. But as we've often talked about before, we can kind of extrapolate this and say, well, this is what in theory what they're trying to do worldwide. Um. So yes. Uh. Lannister and Stark starter sets. Brill. Moving on. Oops, that's the end one. Ah, jumped ahead. Oh, no. Ah, they're all in the wrong order. Why are they in the wrong order? Carlo, is this your fault? I'm sure this is your fault,
1: Carlo. Um, Men is the last one of Quarter 1, though, right? Or is that not Quarter 1? Oh, no. Now I'm confused. No,
0: Men is There's not great.
1: Great Greyjoy's Heroes 2
0: mm-hmm.
1: and House Hollow Reapers.
0: See these are just not in the right order. Why are these?
1: not? You you've in the right me- order? you've messed it all up Mickey. Ah, Classic. Ah, no, that's that's it, man. Classic. Yeah. Everybody blame Mickey.
0: This is awful. Uh, anyway, I'm just going to go through them in the random order that they appear now because they are in the right order at my end and now I'm confused. And now I'm But sure. they don't have
1: they don't have the quarters on. Why do they not show the quarters, Mickey? Oh,
0: because I cut them off. Because I know the I know the order that they if if they were in the right order, Carlo, then
1: I wouldn't <laughs> need the quarters. You see, you've been too clever for your own good, there, Mickey. You see,
2: God, I'm so good at all of this.
0: Right, I am so amazing at
2: all of them. Um, I am going to quickly fix it in the uh... SPS. Calling you
1: out in the chat. the level of professionalism that we uh, come to expect
0: it's because in my infancy um, in my you know uh, absolute infancy I forgot a key thing that's quite important when it comes to putting these things together
2: Um, which is don't trust myself and if I don't trust myself it'll work fine so in theory here we go here we go first time we've got
0: pachow there we go uh anyone who go. watches tabletop minis uh tabletop uh minis oh it's bad i can't remember the name of him um go watch his videos he's great anyway uh mormon bruisers were the other release for q1 um so Ilya in chat has actually got it right i was actually semi-drunk i did have a beer yesterday when i made this those who've met me know i'm tiny um Sometimes called half pint, so it had a full pint. Oh man, completely gone. Um, right, Mormon Bruises are the next one coming out, um, which we've already seen the sculpts for. Uh, we've seen the card for. Um, they got touted as being a heavy armored unit. Did they now? They did.
2: Well, are they? They're a four plus, right? Um, I can't even remember.
0: Goes to stats build. They a four chest. plus six plus? Uh, I think they might be a five plus.
1: I've never seen them on the table yet. Although I believe that Dan does have them.
0: Does he? So like somebody at my oh, club? Oh, he does. No, he does. Yeah, five plus five plus them. six plus. Really tanky.
1: A five plus six plus. And he says they're heavily armored. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I mean, like I say, just just read the descriptions, guys. It doesn't like like it, what what he said about the box doesn't help. Doesn't doesn't. <laughs> no,
3: it
0: doesn't. <laughs> God bless him. He tried.
1: Um. But, yeah. So
0: uh, Mormon uh, bruises, uh, which we kind of expect to be out in Q1. I believe that these have kind of seen some services, some places, and haven't seen others. Um, yeah. The Shadow Tower Spearman, which apparently are a Q1 release for this year, it felt, this might just be me, it felt like they were a Q3, uh, Q4 release last year because they were like revealed so long ago.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly thought that both of these were out. Like, it's funny, uh, a discussion just, you know, popped up today in the in the UK, the the London uh, Grand Tournament, which is de facto sort of like now like the UK Discord as well at the same time, right? Yeah. Uh, a discussion popped up around a smaller event up in Redka about it being a UK-only release. And honestly, I had no clue what was and wasn't UK-released. Like, no clue at all. Like, Tom Tyler put together the list, and I looked at stuff, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I, like, I, I was going to use that. Like, you know, I honestly thought that that was out. I, I didn't even think to question it. Like, yeah. I was so sure that that was out that I wouldn't have even given a second thought to putting that in my list. So, I'm not really sure where these are at in terms of the US release. I thought that these were out. Like, are they out? Yeah, I, Ian says in the US. Ian yeah, says that US has had them for a while. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, um,
0: which is really weird because they talked about them like they were coming out and yeah he um, didn't spend a long time on these obviously because this is stuff that we know is either out or just around the corner
2: um, yeah.
0: but yeah in the UK things are a bit strange at the moment Our um, Chariots UK released in me technically no um, uh, don't know what's happening there we also saw uh, House Harlow Reapers getting their solo box um, obviously from the starter set uh, so it's not a new unit or anything like that but also great heroes 2 is another q1 release uh that they've touted uh which again has seen release question mark um i assume so um so yeah uh this one's a little bit more strange because this was only you know firstly discussed like back end of december um maybe it's early 2022 i think I remember exactly i'd have to go back and check videos and things um so yeah uh this one kind of like the, the reapers though i don't think anybody cares that house Arlo reapers are now yeah uh, like
1: i actually available. uh i mean when they came up i was like oh wait are they out uh do we care um don't don't, don't think anybody cares <laughs> like <laughs> sorry but nobody even uses the one unit that came in the starter box <laughs> The shape yeah. loads, because... of people, loads of people buy loads of buy loads of people loads of greyjoy players have bought two starters i mean i know that used to be the old thing to do when you know there wasn't much choice like loads yeah. of factions would buy double starters but it's not really necessary these days except that lots of people in greyjoy have um because we see double archers very regularly and some people like to run triple reavers um so Lots of people have two of the starter set of Greyjoys, more than a lot of other factions.
2: Yeah. And nobody even uses one Reapers for the large majority of the time. Bad face. Um,
0: I don't know if I like the sculpts. That's the weird thing. Is I quite like the idea of them. And I have to admit, I used them on a TTS event, because I thought, YOLO, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to run them and prove that they're not god-awful tier. But they're not good. Like I would never say they're actually good units. They're just they're not utter trash. It's just that the stuff they're being compared to is just better.
1: Um, I think they're nice sculpts. Yeah, like yeah, I do, I, 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 they're 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 uh, Yeah, That's we mm-hmm. call it?
0: Bardiche, right? It's a great Bardish. I think they call it.
1: Cool. Uh, yeah. it's nice. It's got nice. They have nice flow to them, and uh, I think they have pretty decent poses for what they hold. Uh, just yeah.
0: Yeah. Um you just hear us too uh, obviously we talked about that uh at depth in terms of what's in the box and things and uh, it'll be interesting to see it i still haven't seen um i've seen a lot of dagmar i've seen a lot of uh, bloody baron i've seen blind uh no blind baron yeah uh baylor seen plenty of him um tristopher i've seen him less so with the new ashes i don't see them as often um but i tell you i haven't seen at all in a game i've played is i haven't seen any makoro whatsoever
1: um, no, okay. I've never seen him. Uh, I forget, Is he, he? he's definitely an attachment, right? Is he also an NCU?
0: Yes, he's an NCU attachment. His NCU uh, oh. brings back attachments, <laughs> conveniently. Um, right. And his uh, attachment has uh aid, but I think he falls into one of those... Um, it's a pretty strange niche Carlo he's
1: just it? not quite like, worth two points right like
0: yeah I, I think it's this weird thing where he's in a two point attachment which means all of a sudden unplayed <laughs> yeah. um I wonder where we've had that conversation before
1: I, I I was gonna I was gonna talk about it after we got through them but I mean like strav strav said mm-hmm. he thinks that it was recorded in January like I I actually I'm reasonably sure it was like as in it's very weird he effectively refers to February in the future tense
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, but like this was this was made for gamma, right, like which is and, it? and like, he literally smart. refers to gamma, he says about gamma out loud I mean, mm-hmm. did they <laughs> are they so unsure about their own time scales to put together a video they had to do it with <laughs> two months' leeway? It seemed really weird, it did mm-hmm. the quarter one part specifically and. And the, the launch of organized play seemed such a weird discussion because they were talking about events that clearly happened a month ago as if they were future events. And it like it really threw me off. I was like a bit confused about what was going on. I do agree that it was effectively filmed at the start of February, or actually, I do believe you're right, I would say January. I would yeah. say that this was filmed in January.
0: Yeah, and uh, I do recommend actually looking at the video for those of you that are interested not for the boxes and stuff like that um but go back and watch the video for the discussion organized play and like especially if you're in the us it's it's less relevant if you're uk or eu based right it the discussion is less interesting because it doesn't really impact us as much but the discussion around organized play if you're a store or you have a store owner in the us who didn't see this uh, i fully recommend getting them to watch it because it does talk about the benefits and why you would become an organized play member and this kind of thing. uh they also talked about the War Council app as well, uh brought that into discussion and basically said it was a companion aid for the game, not a requirement. Mm-hmm. And then went on to saying that you should always have printed lists and things, which that discussion obviously being very difficult at the moment, knowing that uh, it's companion aid of being kind of also almost a requirement, uh, which it has almost fit itself into. Um Okay, moving on to the last uh, release for Q1. And you can see the little Q1 in the top corner here. Uh, Frozen Shore Bear Riders, uh, which have seen US release and are out in the US. Um, people have said they've got their boxes in. Um, yeah, another unit that we've known about. I played them for the first time over the weekend, Carlo. And. You loved them. I didn't love them. I wouldn't say I loved them. But they weren't utter garbage. Um. They were a nice unit, and it was very interesting to play them because at 16 wounds and a 4 plus save, it was like, here's a unit that I'm just going to stick on the end of my line that's going to be a big old roadblock for someone to kill while I win elsewhere on the field, and then come over and help these guys when they're basically dead. Um, And uh, they fulfilled that role well. They they tanked a lot of damage and did very little damage back, <laughs> um, but did what they needed to do for the list. So, yeah. Um, I ran them with Rattleshirt, which is about the only way I believe that you can make them better mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I wouldn't say they're worth... They're not an eight-point cavalry unit in terms of like the likes of Tully Cavaliers and Knights of Castle Rock, right? They're just not. Um, they're a more eight-point unit, Champions of the Stag style unit. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think they're actually ironically very good against other free folk players. And that's probably about it. Um, So, okay, Yeah, Q1, that's all the stuff. Another random point I'm going to make before bringing out the Q2 stuff, which we'll talk about, like, in detail. Uh, One thing that triggered me really hard when I was editing these images, you probably noticed every time I've edited them, it's slightly different what you can see on screen each slide that they had for each of the boxes was different and had different proportions and everything it was really annoying i literally had the same template i was cutting and pasting from and each time i was cutting and pasting different information i was like what uh including like randomly getting sometimes his whole face in and sometimes getting less there you go uh that really annoyed me from like a consistent consistency perspective their presentation had none uh anyway q2 um <laughs> cast uh, starks heroes three and is it car stark heroes three how amazing would that be just car starks on their own getting their own hero box
1: all car starks all day yeah um yeah. Here's, three. here's three sounds good you know obviously yep. we've been waiting for it putting the q2 on it
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know like it's as good as you can possibly hope when a video comes out middle of uh, march so
0: that means they've got until the end of June to deliver these, which uh, I will <laughs> I will say if anyone knows the song of some fire releases. Um, if they say Q1, they tend to mean the end of Q1, not the start.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Who, who who was it? Uh uh i forget uh i forget his tag now uh, from um, from fabricators forge came and you know he said do they normally mean at the start or the end of the quarter and I, and i was like if they say q1 they normally mean q4 <laughs> <laughs> like, i mean let's be brutally Brilliant. honest here. they normally don't mean the quarter they said like mm-hmm. i will be i will be amazed i'll be amazed if the q2 stuff comes out in q2 In the US. In the US. I'm not even talking about the UK or Europe or whatever. Like, I will be genuinely amazed if everything they said, or possibly even anything they said from Q2 comes out in Q2. Mm
2: -hmm. Fair. Um,
0: The most interesting thing here is the discussion on the Karstak Loyalists, um, which was... It's actually very funny, because... Uh, the presentation, in case you can see it on screen, it actually calls them House Karstark Infantry. Um, but they are Karstark Loyalists, is the box. Um, now, this was a unit that we discussed. Then Karstark Spearmen came out and people were like, maybe Loyalists was the old, like, working name for the Spearmen. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's not. They were a separate box and we can see them here now. Uh, they are basically, from what we can tell, armed with flails and short uh, short, that's not what I meant, so small round shields, um, in like a kind of like Bolton, Bolton Blackguard mix with, I don't know really, um, she bears a little bit, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's cool, first of all, from a perspective of it's a medieval setting, and one thing that was not used, or was used a lot more than people give credit for, is things like flails and maces. So it's really interesting to see like maces or flails and things like this being used more because they were more common than a lot of things would give credit for. Um, and yeah, the loyalists coming out. What's with
1: that. the chances that he was mistaken and this is the heavily armoured
2: infantry? Probably quite. When he talked about bruises and yeah. he actually meant car stock loyalists.
0: Now, um, the actual interesting thing, I mean, we can pick apart the descriptions all days, but there are some certain, I mean, we already know about unit descriptions being a little bit random in relation to what the units do, but they always give us a little bit of an insight uh, of potential areas. Um, the interesting thing here is they talk about how um, their their main weapon is their steadfast belief in their cause. Ah, yes. Very good.
2: Um, normally means good morale.
0: Good morale. Yeah. Uh could it also mean potential for a some form of a uh, a belief Stark mechanic faith. coming to Starks? Like, not necessarily,
1: like... Old God. Old God faith tokens. We have yeah, I mean, not necessarily. Gods of the Seven faith tokens. We have Lord of Light faith tokens. Mm-hmm. Old Gods. Weirwoods. Faith tokens. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Or something Maybe. at least
0: similar, like the idea that you, they mentioned zeal. I'm possible. Um,
1: so, yeah um
0: and if, strangely enough um is they talk about when they're outnumbered and when they're getting killed uh yeah they also talk about having an advantage in numbers which is kind of like completely counter to the rest of what starks do yeah anyway how's Stark infantry it's good to see them, oh, to see them no
1: yeah i mean to be honest i have, I have to say yeah probably no like no.
0: <laughs> no. almost certainly not um but we can believe carlo we can believe so uh next up is the i mean we saw stark heroes 3 and the aforementioned like brindan and mage mormon finally getting released Mage mormon and we see last heroes 3 which they even self-reference and say um he actually says it finally sees the release of the mountain that rides uh which we know about robert strong kyburn um brilliant we've talked about this box before if you haven't seen that go watch an episode uh in january i can't remember which one i'm sure i can work it out later on and tell you um but we talk about those and the releases there and we see night's watch hero box 3 as well which we've mm. seen on and off kind of like <laughs> it's been one of these boxes that was like five years well no no so this one this one was one of these ones that was kind of like have we seen night's watch hero box 3 i feel like that's a thing that we've seen because it came out like almost straight away after uh the Hero Box 2, right? Um, mm. so yeah, uh Cotter Pike and Sir Danis Malister, are the two commanders, he actually lists the commanders in the in the box, which is great to see. Um so those of you who are interested in building like Cotter Pike lists or Malister lists, that's where the commanders are gonna be. We also see uh see Satin finally coming into the game. Um relatively big character in terms of what goes on uh, with the Night's Watch at the wall um and absolute fan favorite dolorous ed edison tollett uh dolorous ed finally coming into the game who uh if anyone hasn't read the books dolorous ed is fantastic in the books and uh the guy who acts him in, in the tv show it's kind of like an amalgamation of kind of like roles pretty good
2: what was that where have you head mad. oh you yeah. don't know dolorous
0: ed is amazing um Basically, for those of you who might not know, he's a guy who constantly complains and that life's kind of shit at the wall, which, you know,
3: it is.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, He's a great character. Um, I believe in the TV show, he's one of the guys that gets killed in Under the Wall by the giant Um, with Gren and that lot. Um, Yeah, Dolores said great character. Um, And uh, yes, Benjamin Stark uh the we believe from the picture in the art uh, mounted version coming into mm. the as
2: well. Um probably so not how many vengeance up. we got now? How many vengeance?
1: We got cold hands on foot, cold hands on moose, vengeance on foot, <laughs> engine on horse.
0: <laughs> Sorry, just cold hands on moose just sounds like a <laughs> <That's like laughs> A throwaway statement here at this point. Um and yeah. Uh yeah. I mean It's a lot of Benjen. Or maybe not Benjen. Maybe it's just Benjen and Coldhounds. Maybe they're separate. Maybe they're not. One day we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out when a book gets released. That will never happen. Right. Okay. Uh, Moving on. Free Heroes 3, as you'd probably expect, also got announced at the same time as Night's Watch Hero Box 3 as well, which is refreshing. Uh, I ain't going to lie. This box kind of sucks. In some ways.
1: In some ways. (laughs) I mean, like, free folk have fucking been begging for a heroes box and already you're shitting on it. Right, no, so the reason there is a
2: reason names alone.
1: There is a reason.
0: (laughs) And that is purely because Um If we see if we go back and have a look at some of the other people, you might get uh was it one, two, three I think it's five heroes in each, I think. Isn't that right? Is it five? I think the um Lannister might get even, like, six or seven heroes in their box. Similarly with Starks, I think. I think
1: I'm pretty Starks sure is because they have Mountain That Rides.
0: Yeah, Mountain That Rides. Well, no, you've got Mountain That Rides. Kevin, Cersei Tommen, uh, Marbrand, Kyburn, Robert Strong. You get six, I think. Um, whereas Free Folk, we've got Abel the Bard. Abel the Bard is a completely new character to the game. No one's ever heard of Abel the Bard. Uh, And his wife, Dala. That's cool. Um, You've got John, the Great Walrus, who's great. Not just in his name, but he's actually got a great inclusion. Like, uh, freshing out or fleshing out some of the other clans, which is great. And uh, Barok, who is basically a master of a boar. Now, the big one there is Jon Snow coming out Mm -hmm. for Free Folk. Um, which is massive um, in terms of like
2: ghosts we don't know surely anything.
0: we don't know that it doesn't actually say that ghost is in the box right um, so we can make the assumption of which it is just that an assumption that he's going to be coming out in the box, but we don't know that um kind of sucks potentially he might might not come with ghost uh, but it does mean at least john snow is going to be available
2: um great walrus
0: and Barok though great walrus is great uh, as there's an attachment and he is definitely going to be a commander um looking at the walrus clans and like fleshing that outside um and Barok comes with a boar model so it's technically going to be six models i believe um he comes with a boar now i don't know how they're going to model that be it similar to the old skin changes in terms of Three points like Ghost to put a boar on the board, um, or if he's going to have this weird summoning thing like the skin changers have um, at the start of the game. Not sure.
2: um The weird
0: thing, uh, Abel the Bard is the most interesting one there because Abel the bard's almost certainly going to be an NCU of types out of thoughts over an attachment, maybe attachment as well. Uh, and those of you who don't know who Abel the Bard is, Abel the Bard is Mance with a fake nose on. <laughs> that, is, that is essentially who it is. Um, and uh, that's really interesting because obviously it's bringing a new Mance into the game. And if things don't change in terms of balance, something that's probably never going to see play in competitive because you probably can't run him in a Mance list. <laughs> um, sad days for everyone around um yeah that's that's kind of it for them uh i think it's be good i like to see some of those characters in the game and, and one of the few factions i actually care about the law for so you know uh law player and all that you know
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah spoiler alert there mickey Spoiler alert. Ru- ru- ruined it for everybody
0: yeah if you haven't read the books um yeah it's, it's
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you haven't read the books by now, guys, <laughs> you never pl- are.
0: <laughs> if you're playing a song of ice and fire and you haven't read the books and don't know that, then by the way, Benjins might be cold hands. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the last one there, Golden Company Crossbowman. We've talked about them. They're coming out in Q2. That's good to know. But it gets a little bit weirder, right? Because that's a Q2 release, and then we randomly have High Garden. <laughs> Uh, baratheons were not left alone with the q2 um the high garden pikemen which will have by this point reached roughly a year old since they were originally seen and spoiled mm-hmm. similarly with the riders of high garden are finally hitting shelves in q2 um it's strange because i believe that the high garden pikemen have seen release and we've seen some sketchy photos come out of China or Taiwan or one of those. We still haven't seen the Riders of Highgarden, um, but the Highgarden pipemen have seen production release uh, elsewhere in the world. There is a lot to suggest that they have not changed since their spoiler version, which. If that's true, a five-point infantry unit for Brathian on Renly's side that is has a very aggressive, outlooking profile. I think that's going to be enough to warrant more options outside of the warden kind of spam or warden mainstay that we see in the five-point units at the moment from from Renly's side.
2: Um,
0: right of a high garden. I mean, there's a massive like discussion here now. And I think it's gonna be very relevant discussion. Um with light cavalry coming down to six points, mm-hmm. uh except Clagain Brigands, because they're not light cavalry, they're what we call medium cavalry. <laughs> um Light Cavalry at six points, Carlo, riders of High Garden are more likely to see release at six. Does mm-hmm. that make you an excited man?
1: Yeah, I mean the improved Lance Rule if they keep it, um you know, like, they, they look very good at six. They're very um, liberating for the faction.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But if they come in at seven, just like the cocaine brigands, then they'll never see play right at seven. They're worthless at six. They're very good. Um, oh, so it's it's a tough place to spot um, tough place for them to go, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. but like maybe their morale is the only really thing that kind of determines whether or not they're amazing at six. Or good at six,
2: Mm -hmm. but they're
1: almost inevitably trashed here at seven. Like, almost no matter what you do, unless you're going to make them three plus armor, um, or you know, I think something something else good, right? Like, basically,
0: without bringing up a a long dead image that I, I can't. Necessarily find quickly. I believe there were something like four or five armor with seven morale. I think. Yeah, I think they were
1: in five. I think they were five with the movement six. Yeah, yeah, I think they were actually now off the top of my head because I remember they had a really, really direct comparison with um, Dartharaki screamers. Yeah, like they were very, very comparable to like hits generated on the charge versus wounds done. You know, between the sundering and the Vicious and the vulnerable that the Dartharaki put out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like. I remember going through
2: um, a whole thing. with... Sorry, Ooh, yeah, sneezing, live on the Um,
1: I remember looking at them at the time. I remember initially looking at the card and thinking, "Wow, they're brilliant!" Like in the frame of like what Baratheons can buy, and then going through and comparing them really closely to what Dalthraki Screamers do. And being like, yeah, they're not any better than Darth Rocky Screamers. But at the same time, if you offered Darth Rocky Screamers to Baratheon players, they would take them. So, you know, it is an uplift for the faction. I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not be losing my mind and saying, wow, the whole faction has changed everything if these guys come out at six unchanged.
0: I think the the significant difference here um, for Renly's side. Yeah, Outside of the Zorse Riders, which is starting to see a little bit of creep into, not just, not really Renly side lists, but lists in general, is that it's a cheaper cavalry at 6 and speed 6. Uh, speed 6 is massive for Renly side, because uh, a faction that prides itself on having movement 4, <laughs> um, it seems to be, having a speed 6 cavalry is, is a big, big boon. Uh, it gives them access to something they simply haven't had really much choice in Mm -hmm. um and the new lance rule with that potential 10 dice on fours yes it is only hitting on fours but 10 dice on fours has the opportunity to explode a unit um you know uh, i would not hold this unit back and say that it's it's a bad unit i think it's going to be potentially very good especially if you consider some of the hours of the fury plays with suddenly hitting on threes vicious coming out as well
3: i think
1: i think they should see a lot of play at six if they come out that value, I I really do think that they should. I think that... So what's interesting is, is I I think when the preview came out, right, Lance was still one automatic hit per rank. Yes. At the time, rather than two attacks per rank, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, unlike the... The uh, Next Gasly Rock and the Tully Cavaliers they don't benefit from the extra attacks as much as the others do because they hit on fours, Yeah. right? So you can consider that Knights of Castly Rock and um, Tully Cavaliers got effectively a straight buff. But for these guys, it wasn't that much of a buff, right? Like Which, when we're talking about 10 dice for them, that yeah. is not the same as talking about 10 dice on threes. 10 dice on fours is a different different beast like a weakened becomes a really big issue for you whether you get rerolls or not um if you can if you charge something that stops rerolls which you know is very very common these days for people to be setting up in and around corpse piles and bogs etc walls get rid of that reroll um then Really they suffer from that, that's where four plus becomes your issue. Mm-hmm. So I do think that these guys are like just well costed at six myself. Like mm-hmm. just well, like good. They really do fill an important role in the Renly side of the faction at six points. If they're not six points though, like you just well use Zorce Riders. Like yeah. honestly, I don't see them as wildly different to Zorce Riders, um, in their in their abilities and their power, and nobody's losing their mind over Zorce Riders in no. Renly right now, as if that like saves the faction. What's
0: actually, for me, what is actually very good for Renly's side is it does give an Ours is the, Ours is the Fury target that's actually worth, like, Wardens with Ours is the Fury is just, like, still meh. Like, it still not, it doesn't feel good, because you don't feel like you're getting explosive power out of it. It's like, oh, I'm rolling six dice with maybe a three-plus, yay! Um, whereas if you're saying ten dice on three-plus, oh, shit! That's actually pretty good now. That's that's you know, Tully Cavalier style output. Um you add into that, you know, the vicious if it comes down, it's like, well, you know, against weak units, that's mm-hmm. that's one shot, especially if you've got your rerolls on the charge. Um
1: So you know
2: Absolutely. That's... But you know,
1: ours of the Fury is by far the best card oh, in the entire yeah, game deck. So 100%. you know what I mean? Like almost any profile that we give and then we say, and I'll have ours of the fury on top, you're like mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do something. Like Hours of the Fury is is the card that you always want to see and you always want to get maximum potential out of uh, in the bar- Barrow deck.
0: I think the difference here is that you get a lot more value out of it because of those extra dice. Um, mm-hmm. you know, with six dice or seven dice, you're not actually increasing your damage out like potential damage output much higher. Um, your average will just go up rather than your your maximum. Um, so yeah. Um, uh cool. That's uh Rise right, of High Gun. I think that's good. And the last one for Q two is the Drowned Men.
1: Um There's Didn't been even make it don't even make it into the Q1 quarter. I know, right? Mm.
0: Um which is interesting because 'cause we've kind of seen them again. Uh thank yep. you uh Eastern world. Um The The thing with Drowned Men it was a discussion today, I think on the Sunday Slaughter Um, And not just Sunday Slaughter, but in other places, I think the discussion has had as well. The discussion around Drowned Men being potentially difficult for four points. Um, With the way that Drowned Men currently function, with the four wounds and the giant rule that's innate, a one wound maximum panic on a four plus, um, you have to generate six or more hits, or six or more unsaved hits, Mm -hmm. realistically to kill them in one shot um people have had long discussions about raiders and you know other things and not just those but the idea of one-shotting units and this is a unit that actually against a hell of a lot of stuff in the game this just won't die in one Mm -hmm. shot even like eight point units will be like oh god that's hard to kill
2: um yeah, these guys. Yeah, and and then they can heal and they can heal yeah. themselves, right? Yeah, and, they can. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, but what unit isn't problematic in the four point category? Oh, agreed,
0: like, agreed. You know what unit isn't? Again, it comes back down to you know. something we've discussed at length: but the, the scaling. It's got. I think people get caught up on units too much, right? They get t- caught up on. Um, The idea of four-point units being too good, or this four-point unit being too good, this one being too good, whatever. It's just that the point point efficiency always favours, generally speaking, lower-pointed units. It's got nothing to do with how good the lower-point unit is, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, freed men, which are widely regarded as being not very good, are probably a lot better than people think. The difference is in the particular army they appear in, they get relentless for three. So, generally, you pick Relentless instead. Uh, you've got Jorah for three, who, again, you probably pick over Freedmen. But Freedmen are not terrible at three points. Um, I think that, you know, scaling of units, though, is, you know, we've talked about it in great detail, is still not great. Uh has improved massively. Um, but, yeah. So, certainly something that is, you know, is not great. Um Moving on to Q3, and this is where things get spicy. explains, explains
2: why they haven't
1: come out in War Council, though. Like, Simon yeah, consider these CIMON consider this release way off.
0: Yep. So, yeah, they won't be coming to stats anytime soon. Uh, look, about three months from now, you can probably expect them in the stats. Probably. Um...
1: <laughs> that
0: face. Maybe.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Um,
1: all right. Moving on. Uh, Just like, pe- People are, like, naming a load of units, right? Yeah. I'm not i'm i I didn't say every four point unit is problematic. I actually said I mirrored what Mickey said, which is he he deemed it potentially problematic, and what I'm saying is is that every four point unit is potentially problematic, like they're all just one stat away from being way busted too good and just being spammed right, and poor fellows show that you know all they did was all you have to do is improve their morale by two and they're back to being like they're back to being spammed right like they're back to being the number one thing in the last army and yeah to be honest you could you could say that with a lot of units that um that a change of two morale is all it takes to go from being crap to good but all four point units are always just on this this line of like if they just get over this unit uh, over this barrier, then suddenly they're everywhere, right? Because four point units fulfill the spam role. Six point units don't.
2: No.
3: Right?
1: Five points only just like five points have to be amazing for you want to spam three or four of them. But a four point just has to be higher than this bar. And you're like, cool, I'll take three of that. Because four points is just such a useful list-building tool and mechanic, Mm -hmm. and that it's not more expensive than the cheapest NCU that you can get, means that you should go to it whenever you can't buy an NCU that's like going to change the way you play or define the game in some kind of way.
0: Yeah. I mean, it used to be a case, uh, less so... Uh, it used to be a case where I didn't really think the game about building blocks, but I thought the game about, like, synergy blocks. Like, here's a six-point unit, and that marries up well with this. Or here's two raiders that marries well with this. And that makes a ten-unit like ten unit, or ten-point block. This is back in 1.6. Whereas now I genuinely start to feel like the game is built up in four-point blocks. And it's about how do you build your ten four-point blocks to be the most efficient combination of those ten four-points. Um and you know, sometimes you go, yeah, you know what? Spending eight points on this unit is worth two activations at four points to do that. See if laid men. Um you know. Uh but it isn't necessarily worth it the second time. So um yeah. That's uh, that's definitely a thing. Certainly depends on how people think about the game and think about this building, I think. Um the Golden Company Swordsman, this is a Q three release. Um, and uh, they look awfully familiar to that guy that we saw on the on the simon thing a million Mm -hmm. years ago it seems like now um and yet it has been confirmed now pretty much that that is the golden company
2: swordsman um yeah they look all right yeah like you know he looked like he looked pretty good
1: as a model i i mean i'm i'm I, i love a heavily armored knight what can i say you know like so oh
0: you yeah. they're
1: maybe a little bit plain but i i i i, I enjoy them yeah i um, um
0: i'm going to hold you to that statement actually i love a heavily armored knight more on that in a, like literally in a minute
1: uh- no like that, no 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 not that one <laughs> not you not I, you I lo- I lo- we need a meme of Carlo being like I love
0: a heavily armored knight with a not you in the middle pointing at uh this next thing. But yeah, um Golden Company Swordsman, yeah, I expect them to be pretty good, probably a six or seven point infantry unit, I'm hoping, uh, in the neutral category. I think that a seven point neutral infantry unit is really what is missing in the neutrals at the moment. Um yes, we've got the Dervishes like side, but that's a very kind of unique thing. Um, and the Bolton Barsig girls, which is more like a hybrid unit type. I'd love to see just a Bogsand infantry unit at six or seven. It isn't blackguard, to be honest. I forget the Bloody Mummers exist as well. They exist at six. Anyway. Nah. Custly Rock honor Guard, Carlo. Um, not the City Watch, which some people thought they might be. I mean, have been Weasel here. says he
1: wants them. I... Where's their face? I mean, maybe, maybe it's just like I can't see the image properly, but like
2: they, they just they look like they're wearing a helmet that's about that big, and like yeah, that's about like, right. That is actually about the right. Lion, the
1: lion uh, comes down like here, and then but then they also have like a thing that comes up here,
2: and yeah, that's, that's I don't know. You it's
0: you literally it's, have like the pillbox type,
1: like eye
3: slit. Yeah, is it I don't bad, know. Maybe. Yeah.
2: Like from the
1: when I see when I see the renders, I might completely change my tune. But right now, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, what's that?" You know. And I mean, it just it just felt a bit like you know. So we heard you like lions, so <laughs> you know, here's some more lions. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. Uh, maybe it, it kind of. Mm-hmm. Going from the Sentinel Enforcer, it feels like, you know, it feels like that he he's their vibe, right? Like that, that does now seem like that's the unit that makes sense mm-hmm. because, you know, people thought a little bit maybe he was supposed to go with like Lannisport, uh, City Watch, but obviously they came along and they're a totally different aesthetic. Um, I'm, yeah, I'll, i'll wait and see they're they're not they're not heavily armored knights they're more like um high fantasy d and d you know very um very unrealistic right so that what i like about golden Company swordsman right is is that that feels whether whether it is true or not it feels like a real knight yeah this one feels like an anime knight At the moment, at the moment, we'll
2: see, we'll see what They've taken
0: the, like, the Royal Guard idea, like, with the the very ceremonial robes and ceremonial armour and things like that, and gone, oh, that's fine, we'll just sit down the battlefield, and it's like, yeah, but, like, they don't actually fight like that, like, (laughs) you don't have people fighting like that when you're kind of, like, these Palace Guard-type-esque warriors or very kind of, no one fights in the ceremonial garb, like, it's not a thing true um,
2: but you know like
0: but yeah uh that's what it feels like with these guys they're fine
1: they've got a in, in some ways they've got to portray the minute but yeah yeah, yeah. and Fr- 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 fritz is right you know like it, it's got it's got a bit of 40k to it you know it's just got it's just got a bit of at the moment without
2: renders feels a bit over the top yeah
0: um The you know the, the really interesting thing is is they use the word... Uh, they say, as such, the renowned Sentinels of Castle Rock. Mm. Are they going to get the Sentinel rule? That would be... That would be. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say that's probably a good thing for Castle Rock. Because... On Lannister. Because they haven't got access to it... At all. Outside of the Golden Company Crossbowmen. When they get released.
2: <laughs> um... So at all? Yeah, at all. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, you don't have access to Sentinel at all. No. Um, I was trying to think if there was anything, but no. I was trying to build some uh, Lannister the other day, and I was like, you know what? I could really do with like an attachment that gives something Sentinel. And you, you just didn't have it, and I was like, oh Jesus! You know that that would actually be really useful for Lannisters. Um. So yeah. Uh. Okay. Cool. So that's uh, that's them.
1: Moving on. Says it's hard to get excited about Lannisters because a single box, it's not like a single box will fix anything. But
2: whoa, 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 whoa. But
1: but (laughs) I actually challenge you, which is a hero's box can actually fix an entire faction. All it has to do is be wildly overpowered. (laughs) But a hero's box can actually change the entire fortunes of a faction. Now, a single box of Castlely Rock um, you know shouldn't, otherwise, you know it's kind of sad times if a unit it entirely defines a faction. Bonkers. No, it's not sad times if a hero's box doesn't totally redefine a faction and totally, you know be the only thing that gets played now. it's the new commanders that only get played, and like new NCUs and, or attachments or whatever, and they're all just wildly overpowered. Mm-hmm. but there is a chance, there is a chance. With a hero's box and a unit box, that the faction could be rescued. But that doesn't bode well for internal balance. If any one unit rescues the faction, it's because it is single handedly overpowered.
0: Carl points out a good one.
1: Well, the dragons. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Single handedly uh, made
0: Targaryens, who were trash in 1.6, the second best faction in the game, basically.
1: it's technically a hero box, right?
0: Technically a hero box, yes. It's just got four heroes in it.
1: Well, I mean, it's got one commander in All it takes is one commander. This is what I'm <laughs> saying. All it takes to define a faction as being absolutely top tier is one for Commander.
0: I mean, it also helps you add three named fire-breathing drakes. But we won't go there. <laughs> um, cool. Um, so... The next box to discuss, uh, in response to Paul, we have not covered it. Paul, don't you worry. It is the golden color company elephants. I was about to say golden colorful elephants. Wow.
2: Ah, um, oh, there's there's true sadness
0: when it comes to these guys getting released because um, first of all, those of you that play uh, that play free folk, we have mammoths. So we've already kind of got something like this in the game. And if Golden Company war elephants come out as, like, equivalent at Mammoths at six points, I'd,
2: yeah, but I do Why should they?
0: I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying right, if like... they do, then I don't think anyone would complain. I don't actually think that would be a terrible thing for the game. The weird thing is if they come out at more expensive and not necessarily any better...
2: Mm... Yeah, but why aren't they more expensive and better? like
1: yeah exactly I mean, why just, aren't they just just thematically right like yeah they should be they are better
0: yeah right? they actually war elephants you know they're trained they yeah. used in battle a lot
1: so yeah. i honestly see them coming they, i see them as mammoths coming in at eight points
0: yeah you know what then that again no issue whatsoever with you know a couple of buffs maybe more dice whatever i don't really care what I don't want to see is I don't want to see a massive stray from the kind of mechanics that they've got for elephant, uh, the more mammoths. So I'd expect mm-hmm. them to have the rule where they can't take massive panic damage, because that's what more mammoths have. Um, I would kind of expect them to have eight wounds, because that's what mammoths have. Um, but in terms of the other attack profile and stuff like this, the, the dying, doing auto wounds on death, I'd expect them to have that as well. Um but then it's probably either a more defence or b uh having a better attack profile um is what I'd hope to see right uh, or a combination I think of elephants
2: things. should be smaller than mammoths
0: they are i mean elephants are smaller than mammoths mammoths are massive apparently they're supposed to be
2: so. <laughs> okay but maybe
3: yeah
1: um yeah like. Anyway, either way, well, I can't see them coming in at less than six points. Personally, I think that they're absolutely fine being roughly a mirror of the current mammoths. Yeah. I hope that they don't try and do anything spicy because of that that has always been the problem in the past, right? When they try yeah. and just like create really random, weird movement rules, right? Because the movement in this game is the most key and complex part and the thing that they have continuously fucked the game on, right? Um, it's it's one of
0: the most elegant mechanics that they have. Yeah. And it's whenever they try and, move, like, fuck with it, it just gets ruined. They're, I mean, me and Charles have talked about this with you a lot, Carlo, but, like, one of the things that we... Like, honestly, just please don't shit the bed. If these... See, again, and like...
3: You know, Martin
1: saying, oh, you know, like, oh, there needs to be this tough, good, damage, and then have this random thing. Like, honestly, no. Like, I know that that is, I know that's thematic. I know that's nice. I know that's interesting. But it's just like, no, implementing that in gameplay, they have shown again and again, does not work the way they think it will or intend it to work. They just need to be a unit with wounds that charges stuff in the front and attacks like everybody else attacks and maybe has like a special rule when they die, right? Like they're not allowed to, you know, trample and bounce and do these things and, you know, randomly throw a a scatter dice to see which direction they move in and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, please, no, please, no, please. (laughs) Just just make them a normal fighting unit. Make them a normal fighter unit that yeah. just has
2: wounds.
0: Yeah, we saw we saw one point uh, six mammoths when they got released, and this is a scary bit: one point six mammoths released, and they were um, broken. Uh, I'm just going to straight up say that they were broken um, within uh, a couple of days. I'd released an article that was basically like, "Oh, so you want to do like ten or eleven tramples in one round? Like this is how you do it."
2: Uh, and each of, gran- each of those each of those tramples has like a
1: three three six sp- sixty helicopter no scope like yeah, yeah, damage yeah. um,
3: like.
0: i still I, I've told this story before I played uh Stannis, Lord Commander when mammoths first got released um as like a tester and we are playing fire and blood and admittedly he didn't necessarily know the mammoth rules fully um and he didn't know the combos that were enabled and things like this, but I'd killed his two marked units in the first activation of round two was 6-0 up and hadn't lost a single wound. Like, that's not a game people should be playing. <laughs> like, that's not fun. I mean it is for me, but not for anyone else. Um So, yeah, don't please no. Please not 1.6 mammoths again. And that means, you know, twenty twenty one we saw mammoths take a massive nosedive, thankfully. Um and uh they weren't good um i i don't want to see them as 2021 mammoths i'd much, much more rather see them as season one mammoths um so yeah uh i just really hope they don't do random mechanics like in terms of like movement and things like that it's i can understand why people would think it's fun to play i can 100 percent understand like the thematic inside and don't get me wrong from like a kitchen table style kind of game from people just playing the game to enjoy it. Which, you know, we all do anyway.
1: There has Wait, aren't, there, um, aren't there competition rules and non-competition rules now? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, right? Have them in non-competition. Can't, can't they
1: just release a non-competition version?
0: Yeah. um, But I'm not going <laughs> to lie, like, for competition or for any form of, um, for any form of competitive or at least kind of semi serious play. You cannot have stuff that has that level of randomness to it. Um I've seen red cloaks keep an enemy mammoth trapped in the corner of the
2: board before.
3: <laughs> like that was just awful.
2: <laughs> oh never again. <laughs> Alright, we're
0: just walking here and that mammoth is really scared of the fact that we're walking around. <laughs> so oh, please Never again, anyway, um we'll move on. Martel's Martels have finally been announced. Ooh. Woo hello, uh, we all knew it was the next faction in line um and we have probably close to I would say the the most played character I expect to be the most played character coming out in the starter box. It is none other than Prince Oberin the viper um. One hundred percent, Kale, He's being played the most of all the Absolutely. new stuff.
2: Yeah, 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 flat
1: out, flat yeah. out. Who, who's not playing the Viper?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh,
1: just, I, I've only just remembered something. Right, I've just remembered just before we get on to the Martels. Right, yeah. Carl says, I mean, they're neutrals; they don't even count. Which reminds me that he said at some point, and I really can't decide if he was trying to mean. Or if, or
2: what? But he literally was like, "Are neutrals a faction?" (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. He
1: he did. I can't remember. Like he literally called it. Like he was like neutrals. Um. Like wait, he was literally a bit like um. Wait, are they one of the
2: factions? I do actually have the video up. Um. And. I I, I actually don't. Like, I I can't believe that he's in in
1: tune enough to know the meme. So, it just feels like he accidentally memed.
0: I'm ready for this. I'm actually going to repeat what he says. I've
2: actually found it because I happen to be pretty close to it already. So, he says, let's see if I can say what he says. Right. The Golden Company crossbowmen, he's talking about those, are part of our
0: unofficial maybe official neutral faction that's what he says he says they're part of our unofficial maybe official neutral faction
2: yeah what yeah it was weird
0: (laughs) neutrals aren't a faction
2: yeah neutral faction you heard it
1: here first literally here Literally, yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Didn't Michael Chanel say something like that very many moons ago? Like <laughs> it's like neutrals aren't kind of really a faction. I don't know. Um, weird. Anyway.
2: Anyway, um, a real faction. Martels, no. yeah. V-
1: Red Viper. And everybody loves the Viper.
0: Yeah. Uh, and can we just give a shout out to Pedro Pascal, who appeared in uh, as Prince and as the Viper in the show, and then went on to do amazing things, such as The Mandalorian. Who doesn't want to play a guy? who is literally a Star Wars character now. And one of the coolest Star Wars characters ever made in like the whole expanded universe. And since, um, Oh my God, you know, a hundred percent, uh, everyone's playing that man, that there. Right. I, it, I shouldn't say this, like as much as I think the sculpts need to be individualized and this, that and other, I really hope they have the Prince Oberyn model look like Pedro Pascal. I really do. Uh, it'll be amazing. Uh, And, you know, even if he doesn't, I'm going to say to Tim Whitney, uh, paint him up as Pedro Pascal. Do the face perfectly for me, please, Tim, Uh, because then you'll be my favorite human in the world. And you'll overtake Carlo in that spot. I had to pretend that Carlo was in that spot for that. Uh,
2: So um,
0: the Martels we have in the starter set, it sounds like we're going to get Prince Doran and uh, Prince Oberon um so those two obviously coming out as they're probably commanders of the set we're getting the legend that is erio hota um who is the big guy carrying a big axe um who's you hear some of his books uh some of his perspective on uh on the martells and dawn um in his storytelling and he sounds like an absolutely awesome guy um and you're also getting illyria sand um which sounds like to be our ncu now what's very interesting Uh, from this box, is it doesn't really sound like you get many NCUs. Mm Aria-Hotai, you fully expect to be an attachment. Uh, Oberyn and um, Doran are going to be your commanders.
1: Doran probably... uh... Doran will also feature as an attachment, presumably, right? Sorry, an NCU as as well, right? And I'm
0: guessing Illyria-Sand is going to be your NCU as well. Which might mean you're in the, from a starter box only content, you're probably running Oberon as your commander with Doran and um, Elyria as your NCUs with a potential for Arrow to be um, on the board. The camera that rides. <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah, so uh, I don't know so much. I, I was thinking about this. I don't know what kind of army comps they're going to have available to them in terms of like thinking about starter box only content and whether or not even like a two or Two NCU build is going to be possible. I wouldn't expect a three NCU build from starter stuff only, um, but yeah, it might be a two NCU build is actually quite hard uh, from starter box only content. But it might make uh, Aereo a bit like. Um,
1: but like, are we sure Frederick. that um, Prince Darnan is to a commander, right? Oh, like, surely. Um... Okay, surely. But, I mean, but like. He's the head of the house. I mean... But he is in a chair, Mickey, right? There's no such thing as NCU commanders anymore.
2: Um, have you seen Eric? Eric's in a chair. That was an accident because <laughs> they released him.
3: <laughs>
1: they released him literally at the point where they were deleting NCU commanders and was like, I... hey, uh... shit, we've already made him a commander.
0: I think Carlo's being very ableist here by saying that people in wheelchairs or people in chairs can't be commanders. I think that is uh, is uh, downright inappropriate, Carlo. Uh, but you're probably uh, also right.
1: I didn't say he can't. I <laughs> said he won't.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. He won't be. No, I, I do expect him to be just because he's the lord of the household. But we could say argue the same thing from Tywin. Uh, Tywin, you'd expect him to be a commander. But actually, Tywin didn't appear as a commander until
2: the Hero
1: Box Tyrant yeah, I mean, right? Tyrant didn't appear in the starter box. Ned didn't appear in the starter box, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. they they've subverted the idea of what is the, necessarily what you think of as the go-to commander for a given faction, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I love how we're talking about whether or not someone's in a chair or not, and that making them a viable commander <laughs> or an NCU. Uh,
1: I mean... While the while the the commander when Craster commander when, but for both for both free folk and Nights Watch of course
0: yeah 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 hundred percent um more chair commanders yeah let's go um all right so um the the other thing that we get to know though is the contents of the box right so um there are three units in the box we've got spearmen. Which I'm guessing are their like five point generic infantry thing. Great, cool. Skirmishers, which are like their light ranged option. Again, mm-hmm. thinking skirmishers. Skirmish I mean skirmishers spear strategy was very much I mean it's as we're gonna go and see the aesthetic later on, it is very Greek, um, to see spearmen combined with skirmishers, um so uh, we haven't seen anything like it, but I was thinking originally when I saw this, something like a Peltast type unit, um, uh, which would have been really interesting. Uh, and the June Vipers, which fulfill uh, an elite role, they say. This is going to be the one of in the box, definitely. The elite, it's like seven point unit they've got, um, which is typical what we see from most starters. Um, we get more on that in a minute. Right, we'll get more on that when we look at the uh, the future boxes, which we'll come to. But between now and then, we get these. Varimar Six Skins. Please note that Varimar Six Skins has the letters I, X and Skins in his second name underlined. So uh, the second half of the second bit of his name is quite important. Um, again, production of, like, quality of things you'll notice the, the quarter is now listed in the bottom corner and his face wasn't on this one anyway um uh six skins coming out of his own box this blew most people's minds who play free folk into tiny little smithereens we always expected it uh we thought he was going to be in a hero box originally um he's getting his own mother of dragons box so i can comfortably say to everybody when Varma gets released he's going to be broken as fuck
2: Will he be a commander?
0: Who cares? He's going to be broken as fuck regardless if he's a commander or not. Uh, No, but do we think? I don't. He might be able to be a commander, um, but I think you're going to see limits on what he can run. The the simple truth of the matter is is that uh, normal free folk, like people, wildlings, fucking hate him. Like, they Mm. actually hate him. Unlike Mance, who's kind of like one of these people who they're like, We kind of like Mance and we like the fact that he's doing this thing like and all the other commanders are like, oh, we we don't really like Steer that much because he's like the boss of them. But we know he's pretty hard and like they're kind of magnar or king for want of a better term Um, and all these other things. But like literally there's a ubiquitous level of absolute fucking disgust for Varimar. Um, Anyone who doesn't know. This is a legit thing, and Marwin uh, will be glad I know this.
2: He walked into a female wolf while the two wolves were rutting just to see what it
0: felt like. (laughs) He is is a weird man. (laughs) Um, The show doesn't do him nearly justice enough. Um, So... Yeah, he's proper. He um,
1: now I'm trying to think about it. He he is he is the wog that they have in the show, right? Yeah, you know? I believe
0: so. I believe he's meant but to like be. But like in
1: the show in he's the show. sort of portrayed as being part of the Fens, right? Is he?
0: I can't remember. I honestly can't remember the show. Um
2: In the show in the show he's sort of portrayed as Oh well, maybe maybe not. Maybe. Mm.
0: Yeah, the the show the show has um I tell you who the guy, um I forget his name now. He's in um The Pirates of the Caribbean, the two pirates yeah. who are kind of like little and large play the like um the joke role, right? One he's always the, loses
2: his eye. Yeah,
0: the one with the false eye. It's the same guy who plays him, uh is I believe Varimar in the show as for for what is Varimar supposed to be and like the interpretation. Yeah, um he's Oral. That's it. They call him Oral in the show. Um but I believe okay. it's meant to be Varimar, or at least an interpretation of him. Okay. Um, Mackenzie Crook, thank you very much, Marwin.
1: Um, yeah, because I was aware of Varimar, and, and there is specifically a warg, right? Like, a yeah, warg yeah. who's in the show, right? They, they really boil it down into, like, characters representing many people. So I kind of always just assumed that he was at least in part... Varamir. like he took on Varomir's role, but maybe not. Maybe he does.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Oral's in the books too. Ah, oh, right. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I, I thought I'd heard the name. I didn't realize that they weren't linked. That's my bad. Um, so Oral is actually in the books. Tiny role if it's in. I've lost all my points. I'm sorry, Marwin.
2: There we go. Good. Okay. Question, question to the people Is Oral
1: a then? And if he is, then I get points and Mickey
2: lost all his points. Surely not. I'm already in the chair of displeasement. Um Yeah. I have to, I'm after I'm gonna
0: have to be pensive and think about this. Readjust my life's uh, my life's values.
2: Um No. Uh I'm sad now. But yeah, no right. Faramir's broken. There you go. go you heard it here first.
1: So we think that he's going to be a solo um on a is it on a bear? The, well this is this is the point where or is, it's, it, or is it a it, giant wolf?
0: It's almost impossible to tell. He ro- he rides his snow bear. Uh he okay. has
2: three wolves and a shadow cat and his eagle. Right? Now the problem is uh, he could very easily a unit that's
0: just, like, a bunch of solos.
1: He could be on a cavalry tray. Or it could be a cavalry he's tray. like, he's position one, and then, like,
0: his three wolves, three
1: wolves are position two, and then something else. That, yeah, it'd be weird, though. It or, wouldn't look
0: good. Or they could have him as, like, him being the, on the bear in, like, the commander slot, if you will, or the first slot, and then the three wolves make up the rest of the tray as three independent, like, like Grey Wind, uh, Direwolf-style models, um, making okay. the the tray unit up. Then you have a solo shadow Cat and then a solo Eagle. Now, I don't expect, I fully do not expect the Eagle to be a unit in the game that actually interacts as a unit. I would expect the Eagle to be more similar to that of the Eagles that we see skin changes currently have.
3: Um, yeah. I mean, I don't expect I, it to these
0: wolves a... are gonna
1: have to be massive, otherwise this cavalry tray is going to look stupid
0: oh 100 percent, 100 100
1: um it... i don't see how it works like i, I um, don't do I'm, re- I'm really interested to know what comes out of it um yeah my my gut feel is that is that he's a solo i feel like he seems he doesn't have enough to fill out a cavalry tray well
0: this is this is it comes on to the other problem which is really difficult um in the way that Varimar is described, right, and it says this this key thing here: to face an ordinary skin changer, it's to square off against a skilled component uh, combatant. Sorry, to face six skins, one faces an entire unit onto themselves, so implying that it is one unit. But then it also has this other bit, which it says: um, any that approaches personal faces a mauling. One, uh, where is it? One may defeat the individual creatures. But Varimir will find more, implying that he also has the ability to bring these things back.
2: Mm.
0: Um, that could be a thing. Uh, Carly says a chariot base potentially. Yeah, I'm uh,
1: more sold on this idea that he could fill a chariot base. Yeah, and that could be like him on the bear with the wolves running in
2: front.
0: Maybe, and the shadow cat. Maybe I don't know. Um. What is going to be super interesting, and this is actually the thing I care a lot more about Varimar now, or Varimir. Yes, his rules could be very interesting. He could come out. I do genuinely think he's going to be a balance problem. He's either going to be utter trash, and I do mean literally utter trash, or he's probably going to be broken. I do not see him coming out and being like in a sweet bit of being like, he's just a bit strong, or he's maybe he's a bit underpowered. I genuinely think they're going to go completely off-piste and go, you know, too far up here or too far down here um uh the other thing though and the thing that i think is more interesting is i really want to see the sculpts i really want to see these guys like if you're gonna make i mean i'm a i'm a massive fan of painting characters couldn't give a toss about rank and file play free folk well that one out um but painting characters i absolutely love doing and i do think he's going to be a very interesting character to paint up sculpts do some really interesting conversions with um I'm really looking forward to the hobby aspect with him as a
2: model. Um more so than pretty much anything else released. You're being un, un- uncharacteristically quiet there, Carlo. You yeah, don't do your toss, do you? I think that yeah. I you know what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I do.
1: Like, it's... Uh, like, I don't know. like I, f- I do feel like a lot of people are losing their shit over Vereme. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not just talking about you. Like, a lot no. of people are like, Vereme! And I'm like, cool. Oh. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a very
0: interesting character, which is, I think, is why. It's the same way as the viper. Like, and
1: it, to some extent, know, like, Robert Strong. You but like, there's so many, like, do you know what I mean? Like, Jamie's such an interesting character. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, all these things... <sighs> Like there I are so you. many interesting characters. Dario's such an interesting character. Yep. you know, like like we have a million and one. like the reason why Game of Thrones is successful is because it has a million and one interesting characters.: I agree. 100%. It doesn't mean that they have to have like some fucking weird rules, right?, No, like, I agree. There I are rules agree. for really interesting characters built into the game, so i'm I'm nervous about oh. what they're going to try and achieve with him.
0: I, I think the worst thing is, uh for you, specifically with this box, is that it could have a chance of just being a bunch of solo trays, which is like your least favourite thing in the world.
1: So <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm that's what I'm nervous about.
0: Yeah. Um I agree. I, I I'm looking forward to him for so many reasons, but not his rules, actually. I right. I <laughs> I almost don't want to see him played. It's mental. Um all right. Next up, Targ's Hero Three. And uh this box is bizarre, I think. Because we're seeing a load of stuff that we feel like we should have already had, and then a load of stuff that most people are gonna be like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> so, um we've got
2: coming out in this box, we've got Quaif, who in the shows is literally irrelevant. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um and in the books is like this really interesting deep character who has zero expansion on her character and reason why she's in the books, but she's led to believe to be some kind of like really interesting person.
2: Um Yeah. There's a thing. We finally get uh Miss Ande. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Uh you know
0: people are people who've been running Daenerys and things like that and Targaryen fans have been wondering where arguably one of the most important characters in terms of Daenerys' advisors has gone. Uh
2: so that's really good. Um we've got Miri Mazda. Do you know who she is? No. You remember that witch that didn't heal mm. Drogo and got him killed? Got oh, yeah, yeah. Never recognize the name. Yep. Uh I am not gonna lie. That just seems weird.
3: Yeah,
0: let's not, go. Not
1: really, not really a pro Targaryen uh force, right?
0: Yeah. And surely, surely you can't take her in a list that's got Drogo in it.
2: Or I mean, it could be a requirement. Maybe, yeah. I mean technically technically she is
1: Captured and part of the Targaryens before Drogo dies?
0: Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. But, you know, she is basically responsible for killing her. And also semi responsible for birthing dragons, kind mm-hmm. of. That whole thing with Daenerys never having maybe, her own children. Maybe
1: she'll get the dragon reduction. Maybe. Ah!
0: Maybe we'll have another five point NCU that reduces dragons by one
2: point. With an that's ability good. that only works with dragons, and I... we also get Daenerys herself. Yes.
0: No, do we? Do- we don't get Daenerys in here, do we?
2: I'm pretty sure it says right at the end, the Dragon Queen. No, that's great. Sure. That's great. I'm sure. That's- no. I'm sure. I
1: listened. To- I was listening, and and he mentions that Daenerys is in the box, but maybe I- maybe I was just only half listening.
0: Maybe I don't know if Daenerys is in the box again. That's just super strange.
1: Um... I might, I might, I might have misunderstood, misunderstood, mis,
2: mis, misheard. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, uh, I, I don't know on that one.
1: Um...
2: I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm not excited at all by this box.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a hero I, I'm box. Just,
1: I'm, I'm so not, not excited by it.
0: No. Now, there are things that you can get excited by, I think, like, uh, and Carly kind of touches this on briefly here, um, is that we do get uh, Marslin and uh, Sarkasmo Kandak. I've probably butchered both of those names. Now, um, those are characters in Game of Thrones that represent uh, the Brazen Beasts and the other one. I always forget the name of the other one. Uh, Someone got it in chat by any chance. Uh, yeah mother's men there we go um and those are interesting in themselves because it implies that we're going to get brazen beast units potentially in the future um
2: and mother's men so um that is that could be good right
1: uh characters predating predating the units that come and like I just don't i haven't generated any interest in them yet,
0: no, and that's the problem
1: um
0: it's it doesn't really mean anything um unfortunately,
1: and yeah, this so, is part of the problem, right our local hero says who do i think who do I think will be the commanders and I'm like, I don't know, like like normally with a box, I'm like oh yeah that that guy will be the commander, and that you know that'll be an attachment and that'll be an n c
2: u and whatever and I'm just a bit like, miss an n c u Quaith probably is as well. Yeah. But like,
1: tell, tell you what it feels like, right? It feels like we go through and we do process of elimination of who's so unimportant that they can't be a commander. And by the end, we might be left with one or two people that were like, yeah, okay, they could be a commander.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what's actually super interesting, it says her commanders, Marzalan and uh, Shazak Mokandak, now, Shazak Mokandak is the Giskari noble known as Shavepate, right? He's probably going to be a commander.
2: Um, uh, Marwin says there in chat as well. Uh, Marslin, do you know who he is? No, the to do with, like, the Rebellion? No, he
0: is the commander. He's Misande's brother. And the commander of the Mother's Men. Right? Um, who most people will probably have literally no idea who it is. Because it has
2: very little purpose in the books. Very little purpose in the TV show. Um, so, yeah. It car- Carly's, Carly's backing me up. Yeah? Yeah. Charlie went and looked at the, looked the video character.
1: and he says Daenerys <sighs> gets a new character figure.
0: Why?
1: I thought like I knew I wasn't being mental, right? Oh, like it doesn't Jesus. say anything in there, but it,
2: unless he's been completely wrong, like he specifically called out that effectively Danny seems to be in the box. Ah oh, man, like
0: I just feel bad. Do you know what? I actually feel bad for Targaryens at this point because it feels like there's characters that they should be including and having in the game, and they'd rather scrape the barrel and just be like,
2: ah, here's another Daenerys.
0: Um, if you end up with a third Daenerys commander type, I actually think
2: that that's just like sadness. I mean, sort of. The funny thing about commanders is is that like you can only have one.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So it doesn't really matter if you have 17 Jamies or 17 different characters. Like True. you you're only allowed to use one of them. So, you know, I do know that like people obviously want to implement their favorite character and 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 the character having having a, a strong background, which then you can lean on to create their game style is important. But you know, like Danny does change very very significantly throughout the arc mm-hmm. so it is possible to implement her in different ways um, and for her to fulfill many different roles but um, yeah like still most people want to see a new character not the same one again but there's a limit to that because at some point we get to a point where we're just like I don't care about those characters mm-hmm. Yeah. You
3: know?
1: I'd, I'd, I'd happily take a mounted jamie or a mounted mounted tywin for example mm-hmm. you know as another version of them as a commander yeah right but like he think... obviously has to provide something significantly new that people are after yes
0: the, the 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 big issue though from a from like our perspective and i know it's it's looking at competitive now a little bit more the big issue is that um it does seep into the other versions as well you end up if they're all commanders you just see evaluation of two things which you can straight up evaluate them as equivalent or not and say right well is queen of marine just better or worse than and it already happens mother dragons and it's like oh but they're different they do different things yeah they do but like if i've got another version of danny well i'm just going to equate her to queen of marine like because she's not going to be a dragon based commander surely and at that point it's just going to be like well which one's better and you can kind of do that with commanders already. Uh, it's interesting, you, you kind of spoke about this the other day, Carlo, in that, like, Barristan, Grey Worm, and Queen of Marine at the moment, inside Targs, feel like copies of the same commander with different flavors added in, and it's which commander do you think is the best for that archetype of list, rather than saying the, that commander brings their own list to the faction. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah it is true right and like there are there are there are some commanders who really it feels like you play differently if you have them right but i would also say that every commander is just being compared straight to every other commander oh, if you're yeah. only allowed one you're not comparing it to like oh, well, a commander costs four points, do I want to buy it, or do I want to buy a five point, or a six point, or this, or that, or comparing it, do I want to buy two commanders, do I want to buy zero commanders, do I want to buy X, Y, Z, right? No, it's just like, does a commander pick it? Mm -hmm. Does it matter if three of them are called Danny, and six of them are called something else, or that all nine of them have different names? Like, you only get one of them. Yeah.
2: Well...
0: the other problem, though, is if it's not a commander, you end up... And um, we see this with the new Asher, right, from Grey, Boys, Grey Drop Hero Box 2, is that it ends up being the best, the best version of Asher as an attachment or NCU wins out.
2: That's a bit of a problem, um, if we're talking away from commanders, um, to some extent, I think. But yeah. There's already two Danny NCUs. Does anyone ever use Unburnt? <laughs>
0: um, Oh, well. Someone actually said to me the other day,
2: Unburnt's good because she gives a one point reduction in dragons. I don't buy that argument. She's not a four, five point <laughs> Um Anyway, um, so
0: moving on, we'll move on finally to uh, the stuff that we were going to talk about with Martels, but then I said we'd wait because they're here. This is the skirmisher unit from the Martell box, which is being released as its own unit,
3: mm-hmm. which
0: we see as like a. I'm going to say they're sand related type, kind of got that ninja-y, assassin-y vibe with short bows. But then I'm going to reverse it and say we've got sand skirmishers, a.k.a. Night's Watch Ranger Hunters, um, because that's exactly what they look like. And that's exactly how they seem to be described. Um it's I was actually equating it, anyone who's into their uh, Eastern European films. There's um I think it's I think it's based in Russia, I can't remember now. Uh there's a film called Day Watch and a film called Night Watch. And they're like a series of two films based on a very interesting set of books. Fully recommend them, very interesting. Um I feel like Martel's become the Daywatch to the night's watch <laughs> um and it is quite telling how similar some of these things sound um so yeah the sounds but they,
1: but, they could, but, but but go on the same description can so easily end up as thorn watch <laughs> ah, yes right <laughs> ah. like really the description doesn't mean anything when they say oh it's like you know a Combo, combo, fast moving, little bit of firepower. They can fight in melee. You know I mean, you never know what you're gonna get. You might get, <laughs> you might get ranger hunters. You might get thornwatch. Oh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be uh, one of those things. Someone
0: build the meme. Someone uh, build the meme. Um. So, if anyone who's uh, if anyone knows the meme, you know it. We have uh, we have uh, sand skirmishes at home. And it, like, the sand skirmishes you want. An image of Ranger Hunters. Sand skirmishes you want. The sand skirmishes you've got at home, pointing at Thorn Watch.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tim Whitney's seen the films. There you go, just randomly offside. Mad films with spine katanas. Yeah. Yeah, people use spines as weapons. Fantastic. Honestly, fantastic film. uh Film series, technically.
2: Um, cool.
0: It could be interesting. I mean... I'm not going to lie. Ranger Hunters coming in a starter set. Sorry, sound Skirmishes. Whoops. Coming in a starter set for Martels being that kind of unit. Um, I think it won't be a terrible thing. Coming out the starting blocks with a unit that could be very good. I'm not going to complain about. Um, makes their starter box somewhat good. And, you know, bring your own starter box type tournaments. Martels. Maybe they're a good one. <laughs> um... We next see the Sun Spear Royal Guard. Now,
1: I mean, they look tasty. Do
0: you know why I'm? Do you know why I'm worried? Because we saw unsullied pikemen get released, and they were true sadness with the sculpts, like they were utter sadness. And these
1: guys do pikes, do they? Like like they, they seem. I mean, I guess it's maybe to do with packaging or what, but they're very scared of giving a spear any longer than like that. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Like the Yeah. Whereas these Sun Spear Royal Guards, they're not pikemen, they're spearmen, Sun Spear, you know. Um they really do look like I mean someone's I don't know who it was, someone said they just look like hoplites. And mm-hmm. at which I was like, actually, you know what? Give me a fucking unit of like Athenian hoplites or Spartan hoplites because the aesthetic that they have is just phenomenal. It always has been. Yeah. Um I I really, really hope that this sculpt looks amazing. Um, yes. Don't care about the rules, actually. I actually really, really just want to see an amazing sculpt for the Sunspear Royal Guard.
2: Um. So, yeah. Uh, We're not quite done. There is more. Not quite. We've got Sunspear Dervishes.
0: Which kind of, like, come out of nowhere. And they're not the Dune Vipers yeah. that we
2: saw mentioned in the starter box. Um we've already got Dervishes in the game. We do. Yeah. This is the Martel version. Yeah, I, I mean think... Dervishes is just a name though, right? Like yeah, that's it's like just saying a... uh
1: that's like saying we've already got guardsmen in the game. We couldn't possibly have another unit of guardsmen. <laughs> True.
2: Um I
1: think the big thing here is
2: I expect the fighting style and the way that they kind of act to be similar. Um I think the most interesting thing from all of this so far,
0: we haven't seen a single, unless the June Vipers are a mounted unit. We've seen nothing mounted.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as it
0: stands, they won't have access to cavalry.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I do. Lots
1: of people said earlier that like they did think that the June Vipers could well have been cav. Yeah, and that would be nice. You know, I think people would be very happy with that. Uh, nothing really indicates that they are, so have to wait and see.
0: Mm-hmm. I will say though, if this is all coming out in the same starter at the same time with Martell's, this will actually be almost a better release than the Greyjoy one. Um, you're gonna get a starter set. You're gonna get two. Uh, one seems like to be a copy from the starter box, but then two other completely independent units, and mm-hmm. the Heroes one. And now, strictly speaking. That is what happened with Greyjoys. Um, we saw the Greyjoy starter box come out. And we saw Iron Makers, Trappers and Greyjoy Hero Box 1, right? Except I got a delivery this week from stuff that I checked. Uh, this is from Gaming Figures in, in Redka. Uh, I finally got my delivery of Trappers and Greyjoy Heroes Box 1. Which I'm fairly certain I ordered back in 2020. <laughs> um, yeah. that's not Gavin's fault at Redco by the way that's just UK releases um, so yeah that's a, a year late um, the same problem could be true here is that they're, they're, they're touted to be released at the same time but they might not get anywhere close to that um, yeah I mean like
1: if they all come out at the same like if they all come out then that is nearly nearly a Oven ready faction to go and put on the table and and play some good games against a person who has a good complete collection of other factions. Right? I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they'll win. They, they can win a tournament day one. No idea what those rules are. No idea if that is going to be enough good NCUs, enough good options, kind of whether or not neutrals will fill the gaps that they may or may not have. Um. But there's enough stuff there that you're like, hey, I have this whole faction, right? But if it if it's a year between that starter box arriving in your country and that next box coming, then the the faction will feel very incomplete, very sparse and unable to compete. Particularly because it seems very, very much now that they balance as it were or like they intend to release the faction as one thing right like the faction will literally feel incomplete if you only get the starter set and as always heroes one is the most significant part of that if heroes one is delayed then you're just going to feel like you have no commander options you don't have enough offensive use you don't have enough like rules really um so you know like uh Really, really do hope that they get the simultaneous release this time, um, because I, I don't see the point in releasing it without somewhere close to that many units.
0: I, Sorry, I just randomly thought I'd go and check when I ordered the stuff. Uh, I ordered Greyjoy's Hero 1 in November 2020. I ordered the uh, Trapper's March last year, so a year ago. Oh, God. There we go. Badness. Um, and again, not Gavin's fault at all. He does a great job. M-
1: Mickey's Mickey's always loved Greyjoys before they got buff guys. He 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 bought he bought them a year and a half ago. <laughs>
3: um,
1: yeah. Anyway, um, I uh
0: I we haven't talked about the last box, the the hero box one. We actually yet to see who's in it. Um, we have seen in the uh. <laughs> Fantastic. um We have seen martel's hero one. We've got Prince Oberyn Martell coming in again, which sounds like to be like a political version rather than the combat version you'd maybe expect of him. Uh, we've also got his Sand Snakes. So that's a Nymeria, Tain and uh, Elia Sand. Um, so that's going to be really interesting as well. And we also have Harman Uller coming into the game, who is a character that doesn't get basically any fleshed out in the series, but a very interesting character for um, the Martells. Um, basically one of uh one of Oberon's mates.
1: Um
0: fantastic. Good to see the sand snakes yeah. the sand snakes in the game as well. Yeah, I think everybody
1: uh, the one thing that everybody knows and wants about the Martels is the sand snakes.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Fantastic. Uh and that is not it because we've got the big one Carlo, something that you can actually be excited about Baratheon Heroes 3 and Baratheon Heroes 4. Um Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know these, these were like semi unexpected. Like, I mean, yeah, like not like unexpected, but I was thinking that once we'd gone through the Martels, it was going to be like, right, cool. Well,
2: we're sort of done, right? But these, these are good. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's a mounted
1: Stannis, right? Yeah, yeah. That that is for anyone who's not aware. That
0: is. The man himself, Stannis, on a horse.
2: There you go. That's all the box has to contain.
0: Literally, that, that's it. Just mounted Stannis. Done.
2: Although, it is weird because... His side of the faction don't come with any cavalry.
0: <laughs> well, they've got champions of the stack. They're for everyone, right?
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I said his side of the faction. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but no, he looks, he looks very good. You know, you know, who he reminds me of, uh, that picture it makes me feel uh, like, um, the Aragorn when he becomes King model from Lord of the Rings. He oh. rides steed very similar, uh, and has very similar style, like maybe barding, maybe kind of, um, just, uh, whatever it's called when they put, you know, the, the fabric, heavy fabric cloak over the horses. But, so. Uh, There is is a specific Lord of the Rings model that looks very like the
2: center of that picture.
0: See, when I first saw him, because of the yellow and the the red kind of like design that he's been given, I actually, when I first saw him, I thought it was a bright wizard from fantasy. (laughs) Like, that's what immediately went through my head. Um but yeah i can see i can see the aragon like look style thing um so we've got obviously you have got stannis uh i i go can i just point out this is the wording they give to the box in the field king stannis is a juggernaut rallying his forces to stand ever growing against ever growing odds hey if you're a baratheon player and you want a juggernaut that's willing to rally forces to stand against ever growing odds read activation spam uh maybe this is the box for you <laughs> <laughs> um it probably won't work but hey we can hope uh we've got justin massey we've got dale seaworth and byron farring coming out uh those greyjoy interested people are like yes let's go uh, and we also have maester crescent something we've actually missed a lot from later releases is the maesters of the various respective mm-hmm. factions aside from uh, Wendemere, really um we still haven't got uh, Maester well, uh Llewellyn, Llewellyn? I
2: There's the Stark one stark one yeah yeah
0: um which is a massive shame,
2: and uh, we've also got patchface yeah even i know who patchface is this is this is patch in the game before hot pie i mean
1: it's... yeah that's 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 <laughs> A tough one. Poor um, oh, have... neutral fans. I know, right? Night's Watch fans. I Maybe. mean, he never become, never joins Night's Watch, so no. Um, neutral.
0: So we don't. We still don't have Pod as well.
1: I was just about to say, like, where's Pod or we riot? But yeah, where's like, Pod? Know.
0: Got Patchface, but not Podrick. Uh, oh well. And then we have Baratheon's Hero Four, which, um, Baratheon's Hero Four is actually quite a funny release box, right? Because it is King Renly. And his Rainbow Guard, uh, which is fantastic for Renly fans everywhere, except that they absolutely punted the ball on this one because they've got, obviously, Loras. They've obviously got uh, Roba Royce. They've got Bryce Carson. They've got Emmon Coy, Guyan Morrigan, Harmon Crane. And the one I've missed, Brienne of Tarth. Now, for those of you who already have the Hero Box 2... You have Baratheon, uh sorry, Brienne the Blue. We do. So who are they releasing in this box? Because if this is supposed to be like, so and the red, so and the yellow, dirty, dirty, duh. They can't release Brienne the Blue again, surely.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's,
3: yeah.
1: Wow. There was already a Brienne. So then the second Brienne came out and she was Brienne the Blue. Yep. And now the third Brienne comes out and... Brienne the Teal. Brienne... <laughs> the rainbow guard. Maybe uh that's that's actually an interesting point. Yep. Uh, they'll probably get around it. The way around it is is that if you look at the king's guard, they are all called this, king's guard. Yeah. Um so maybe they'll all just be called Brienne rainbow guard. Yeah. Loris rainbow guard,
2: etc. Possible. Now
1: the big
0: question are we expecting this to be a Joffrey Hero Box type release? Are we expecting them to be a, a I think Kingsguard unit?
1: I think that they're an eight 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 tray unit, four flags, four four not whatever, only infantry based, as a unit, also as solos. I I can't believe that they wouldn't follow the Kingsguard model that they created and were fine. Like you know, like it did work.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It was working. And then they just like nerfed the unit for no reason and nerfed the commander for no reason. Um, it did work. It can work. It took them a while to get right. Do you remember initially it came out? And initially they were never allowed to heal. Every time you lost a wound, yeah. that was permanent, right? Like, yeah. And then and then something else happened they changed they they allowed them to heal for a while mm-hmm. then they changed what their flags could do and then they changed what joffrey's cards did and like they've been through a whole number of iterations but just as a unit that has eight wounds has two ranks has good abilities and maybe has four one-offs or maybe just like not like do you know what i mean like um i think that they are a really good design space because then like having eight wounds is not complicated. Having two ranks is not complicated. All these things aren't complex. When you think about some of the other really weird, complex things like mammoths, elephants, scorpions, like war machines, all this stuff that they try and put in solos, a unit with eight wounds is absolutely simple. Just, just do that and it'll be great. And people will like it. Yeah.
0: Um, people also saying like the, the the banners in the artwork as well which uh yeah we hadn't talked about i noticed them before was going to bring it up um but there are banners in the artwork suggesting in the same way that we're going to get the banners mm-hmm. uh as well um there is of course uh one problem which uh, charles kind of points out in that the kingsguard currently have the baratheon banner special card rule is loris going to have the Brathian banner special guard rule and it would be the same rules or are we going to get a second version of Brathian banners that've got different rules and oh my god why are we doing this anymore please kill me now maybe
1: they'd be called Tyrell banners
0: maybe maybe they're called Tyrell banners or colorful banners rainbow banners
1: um
2: yeah
0: uh i mean i will say that this box is probably just going to be amazing from, again, a, an art perspective. I'm expecting to see some fantastic work come out of this box. People are doing a mm-hmm. very good job in painting the uh, minis. Some people obviously have a lot of practice from plating warriors on Cloaks, which have already done the the multicolor there as well. Um, so there's really good techniques and tips there to, to play around with. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. We're going to see another conversion of Renly, of course, as well in the box um, to go with this set. And the uh, new Loras. And a new, Loris. The
2: question, the really big question, right, is will the new Brienne model be as
0: good as the existing Brienne model?
2: No. The Neutral Heroes 2 no. one. Not happening. No. Not happening. Brienne the, which blue, case, the Blue is, is just on point.
0: If people haven't seen, that's the model I'm talking about. Fantastic model. Um, If she's not as good as this sculpt, I 100% will say to people, it is completely fine to include this sculpt in your Kingsguard uh, if you want to. Uh, Because this is the best sculpt in the game, I'm fairly sure. Everyone agrees. Um, Her or cold hands? Yeah. Oh yeah, the elk. Uh, Cold Cold hands hands on moose. Why do you keep saying moose? Isn't it an elk?
1: As I aptly aptly (laughs) named it um
0: yeah uh will laurus be taller says uh says phil maybe
2: we can only hope
0: we can only hope um maybe maybe not maybe he'll stay small maybe that's the best way keep him small keep him secret keep him safe um
2: cool uh and that's it
0: so the biggest reveal there was actually the very last slide, being the, the Brathian Hero three and four, not the Martels. Yeah.
1: What? <laughs> yeah, I was not. I was not expecting Barra's three and four. You know, I'm not being, I'm not lying. Um, but effectively, what we see everything but Greyjoy's three, which is yes, not surprising because you know they've only
2: just got two. Um. I do think that... uh, How how to describe it?
1: I do think that particularly the earlier factions are getting to the point where there isn't much more to release for them, right?
0: Not directly, no.
1: Um, You know, a, a new unit now a lot of the time feels like it just forces something else
2: that already exists at home. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I've been distracted by the <laughs> meme. Clearly, something that already exists in
1: their um, in, in in their set of options, it just marginalizes something else rather than providing anything new. Right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Castle Rock on a guard as a pure example. It's hard to see where they don't just push something else out as they come in, like. Uh, unless they're just, like, really, really elite. But, But, you know, yes, okay, like, maybe they're not Warrior Sons, they're different to Warrior Sons, but like I say, we're getting to that point. And so if we're also running out of characters, and I think that a Heroes Box is by far the biggest release that a faction can receive, but as we discussed, there's only, you can only use one commander, Yep, and you can only use one commander, and until they make attachments viable, you only ever see a commander and three NCU's as people that you know, with maybe in the game. one
0: high-value attachment. Tormund, Asha. maybe,
1: maybe, but like, there's as much chance that that's like a new uh, and a not a non-named attachment. Like, yeah. depends on the faction, but like really in competitive play, you're talking four characters get played effectively in an army, and once we get to the point where each faction starts to have coming on 20 characters total, you know, like four from the starter box and then six from the next box and six from the next box and six from the next box. But there's some, there's some crossover there.
2: um, Yeah. That I think that if we talk about heroes four
1: side of baratheons which is a bit different because of their split heroes we're really struggling to like what does it add to a faction you're that that like rebalancing what currently exists doesn't already implement
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh like i do think you know uh, as far as i'm concerned when we talk about hero four for things like starks Atlantis and stuff like that you're talking almost like wave two of the game now, I know that you could argue there's been yeah. multiple waves of the game, but I do genuinely mean, like, you're moving into a period of the game where it's like, you are now stepping so far away from what is known in the shows, which, you know, the predominant amount of characters and things of like this are from the shows, but they follow book lore just as much, if not more, Um, that the book characters that are starting to get expanded out and shown are becoming so obscure to the majority of the player base i mean we already Mm -hmm. see it i mean who the hell is shira errol right um like it's it's a problem when a character becomes so obscure because if the characters become obscure they have very little connection and if they have little connection with the vast majority of the fan base they're just not going to sell well so you have to make the rules good if you to make the rules good, it comes on to where we talk about bloat and things like this. It's almost like yeah. you have to say this box is worth buying because the rules are good, because you don't want the characters, because you don't know who the characters are. So the rules have to be really good, and then you end up just being like, well, hang on, these are just probably OP, or moving on that like line of they're just better. Um, that's a problem. And, and
1: and Tom 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 Tom's point is is true as well, right? That yeah, not all factions are equal in terms of people's knowledge of them, yeah. right? So, you know, particularly Greyjoys because because of the, the shit representation that they got in the show, if we're talking about show versus book fans, um, what brings people in. Um, and... And that then creates a law-based disparity of like, you know, Lannisters just have more options because they're better known and Starks just have the most options because they're considered in some ways the most main protagonists of the story, right? Like, for just as a pure example, like, everybody's everybody knows and is well into like all the Stark minor houses. Yeah. Almost nobody gives a flying fuck about the, you know, Baratheon minor houses the uh you know the 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 Lannister minor houses they all exist you know like motels they've got minor houses like they're all they all have anman, but to the varying degrees that people are interested it's not equal so it is interesting that he 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 portrayed the game very much with like a very good longevity, right? Like he really was like, you know, oh, this is gonna keep going for years. And and that and that is good to portray that to the stores. And like I do think that there are there are years. You know, for a start, that set of releases that they just gave, that'll take Seamon two years.
2: (laughs) There's still years worth of releases here, guys. Yeah. Um but I feel like the factions that we have I don't know how much more legs they have
1: that isn't just bloat, right? Like that actually improves them as factions. I don't remember the last like major release that I thought really improved Starks and Lannisters Mm -hmm. as a faction. Really. And I don't mean gameplay wise, I mean as like you know as a theme, as an army, as a as, as a, as a full thing. Um so there is even a point, and despite the fact that they are the most major factions with the most depth to them, um, and so mm-hmm. I'd be more interested in more factions, but more different factions are more difficult to create mm-hmm. than just adding to the ones that they already have. But I'd be way more interested, in, you know. Like obviously, now that they now that they've shown Martels, this is the infinite problem with them showing stuff, right? You already know the first question is gonna be like um House Aaron when? Like where 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 where's House Aaron? So you know and- it is
0: actually super strange you said that, because there were some threads on Reddit that have cropped over the last couple of days where it's like, What's the next faction to be released? Which we all knew. I mean, anyone who's been following along, Tony Ground, we've known for quite some time that Martels is the next faction. It was not confirmed. But it hasn't basically been straight up said that Martels are what we're expecting as the next yeah. faction in the game. But people have been saying, oh, when's House Aaron coming out? Yeah, They've already been saying it. And Martels aren't even out. They weren't even spoiled. Jesus yeah. Christ.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people um, are like, what's the next faction? And you're like, Martels. And they're like, no, 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 no. I mean, the, the next the next faction. Like, I know Martels. What's next? Like, Martells is next.
0: That's something... <laughs> Uh, some uh, a conversation I had on, on Friday with one of our players as well uh, he is, he's like oh when's the next major one coming out then and it's like oh, I have no idea like we we're probably after Martel's, it might be something like Aaron or something and he was like oh no I meant like the major ones really the others are the only ones left to do and I was like there's a good point like the others are a massive faction in terms of like the threat in the game are they going to appear are they a thing you know um, mm-hmm. and that's something that people have been discussing for years now um, yeah there are things that can come out. Like the game well, has a lot of yeah, I mean, depth, but the rules currently, they're gonna have to do some really interesting things, other than what Carl says: the copy, mix, and paste, which yeah. things might just become.
2: And uh, well, yeah,
1: uh, Tim points out that House Aaron is actually on the box art. Um, yep. But you know, Anders, Anders is right. Like, there's also the big question about Brotherhood without banners. Loads yep. of people expect Brotherhood without banners. Uh I hope I, I see Brotherhood without banners as neutrals, right? Like I do actually feel like they have a that feels realistic. I'm not saying that they definitely are, and I see base opening up for them now that we've seen Golden Company. Yes. Right. Don't forget that like a new release. Of a faction inside of neutrals can coincide with a whole faction release, right like yeah. Brotherhood but without banners doesn't have to be next if what brotherhood but without banners is is a neutrals hero bot plus a couple of units or something like that right like because that's just what we've seen we've just seen three boxes get released for golden Company, you know that can be that can be. Six months or a quarter's worth of stuff for neutrals, um, or, you know, like a whole year or whatever. Whatever, like you know, that, that could be everything they get that year. But the point is, is that they don't have to be a faction for them to come. Um, and I, 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 I like Brother with that one. you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I'd be, I, I, they'd be my vote. They'd be my vote if there was a vote going around for what, what I wanted to come out next. They'd be my vote.
0: Just Thoros of Mere when yeah beric don darian when and beric
3: don
2: yeah absolute absolute legends absolute
0: um and that's before thoros goes all drunk and like goes on a mad rampage with the brothers of banners thoros of myr like thoros of myr in like the um the rebellion wars and things like this absolute fucking jad <laughs> like he's the uh who is it they talk about like them Raiding Pike or whatever when they're they're storming the castle at Pike and Thoros of Myr is stood alone in the breach with a flaming sword at one point and he's like,
3: "How is this guy not in the game? He's amazing."
2: <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, they yeah. are so loved that they uh, need to come to the game.
0: Yeah, right? you could right. do honestly those two with Pod, and I think you'll hit the majority of the fan base with somebody that they love. So you know, um, oh. God, I really want to see them in the game so much.
2: So um, that is it.
0: That is it. That was Gamma Trade Show. Um, uh, That is what we saw over last week um, and kind of like the massive reveals that it has seen for the rest of what we've got coming. Uh, The funny thing is that's technically not a public video. It's an unlisted video on YouTube. Unlisted means if you have the link, you can see it. Uh, That's how YouTube works. So someone just goes, well, I found this link on Gamma. Do you want to see it? spreads nothing is ever sacred on the internet um so that being said we are now probably going to see reveal streams from Seamon being like
3: hey guys
0: this is a public video so we're going to talk about some of the cool things that are coming up in the next quarter and we're going to be like is it martels and they're going to be like it's martels and we'll be like yeah we know
1: yeah (laughs) yeah but you know yeah so i would be it would be unfortunate if they came out and they like showed us the same stuff yeah but if they just come and show three D render, like if they just throw some, sh- throw some, sh- show some model renders, then people will be happy, right?
3: Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's all you awesome. have
1: to do. Yeah. Sh- stores they don't care about what the models look like. They care what the box looks like. They care about what's when it's going to come. We care about what the model looks like and when it's going to come. notice and the and the, rule. the key thing there is everybody cares about when it's going to come. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, note I say when it's going to. Come and not when you say it's released, because they're two different things.
3: Mutually exclusive, <laughs> in fact.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Ugh. You know, everybody calling me uh, out here, calling me out because I can't read. It's you know, it's a problem, guys. Yeah, don't don't stop at me. Yeah, it's not. I uh, I learn I learn mostly I learn mostly from YouTube videos about obscure characters and weird fan theories about who young Griff is and stuff like shit like that
0: it's not it really isn't it's not something we should bash Carlo for for the fact that he can't read uh, he was never taught as a child and it is an issue uh, that's why we have to constantly tell him where things are in the rule book or what an ability actually does when he plays the game uh you know anyway um should we talk about the site and some of the things we've, we've well over two hours already um yeah uh should we talk about some of the things that are going on because there's some actually very important things going on Including, yeah,
2: yeah, quite a few tournaments
1: coming up.
0: Yeah, um, the first one which we've got right here is the TTS qualifier number one. Uh, I assume it means that there's going to be others potentially if Carlo Carlo doesn't. (laughs) 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 Depends uh,
1: depends on timescales. I always intended to run one at the very least. there may be more, um, depending on effectively. There's been, there's been a period of time, right, where we haven't actually seen any tournaments that have really been of a size to um, generate invitational invites. Yeah. Right. So, those who don't know, the rough cutoff point is basically it needs to be a 24 plus person. And an invite to the Invitational. There are a couple of tournaments that um, I've kind of committed to having Invitational um, invites attached to them, um, whether they meet that criteria or not, right? But that's because it's massively expected that they will. Um, and, um, and so just to try and help them along and Really, whether they do or don't meet it, I don't want them to be on that 24-person borderline and really desperately just trying to get a few more people. So, as an example, a tournament we'll come to talk about is uh, the Spanish tournament. Um, that happened at the weekend. I, I forget its name now. King in the North. King in the North, yeah. Uh, El, El, El Rey in El Norte, is it? Was yeah. it that or something like that? The, uh, yeah, yeah. Something so along those lines. Um, it had, in the end, I think... Thirty people. Even before it got to thirty people, I had already confirmed that the winner of that event, with it being quite a big, almost Spanish nationals level event plus international travelers, it was going to get a TTS. Uh, sorry, uh, an invitational invite. Anyway, events are ramping up again, which we'll talk about. But there has been quite a while. Effectively, everybody, you know, went quiet because there was the there was the impending balance changes. Nobody mm-hmm. knew when they would arrive. And now people have started to organize, started to commit to dates. But I wanted there to be at least one event um, where anybody who can't travel to one of these events, which has a qualifier spot,
3: mm-hmm.
1: can definitely know that they can have a route to qualify for the Invitational and here is our first entry of that if there are still spots to be given out for this event's run and you know once we see what the kind of tournament landscape looks like in uh, kind of about June time when this event will finish effectively mm-hmm. um there may be another but that's a long way around to say this could be your only chance through TTS so don't uh so don't really hesitate if you want to be at the GT Invitational, then sign up. The commitment is relatively low because mm-hmm. it is a knockout format. So we are here to determine a winner who will get an invite to the Invitational. No matter how big the event is, it doesn't need to get to 24 people. It just definitely will have one. Um, and um, and when you lose, you're out, you know? I think that's actually a surprisingly good format for TTS. I don't think people utilize the knockout format as much as they should on TTS um, because, you know, I think that once you've lost, there are a lot of people who lose interest in the event when they're not playing up at the top of the table anymore.
3: Yeah.
1: I've I've seen, you know, like I, I've run plenty of large events and there are dropouts. And 100% of the time, mm-hmm. 100% of the time, they come from people at the bottom of the table, right? Not like they don't have to be last, but it's people who have, who are not unbeaten, who drop out of events effectively. So it's much better that we just um, run a knockout event, mm-hmm. lose half of everybody, every round. Those who are winning carry on going. Yep. And those who have lost can just enter a different event, complain complain in other things. You're not committed for five weeks. Unless you go ahead and win the whole thing, and if you have, then you want to be committed for five weeks. If You lose first round, then you know it's only taken one game, one one evening of your life. Uh, so sign up. I did originally say that that we must have absolutely complete brackets, but I may yes. actually change my mind on that, depending on whether or not I change some things on the site in time.
0: How would, just out of curiosity, if it was knockout, how would it work? If it wasn't complete, would someone get buys?
1: Yeah, yeah, it would be. So it's already a seeded format. Yeah. Um. So when we come to when I come to create the bracket, um, I will look at everybody's ranking. And uh, unlike, uh, I think it was the ones, uh, thought, you know, it, that's not one place two. That is one place two place fifteen, right? It's good yeah. to be higher seeded, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, the highest seeded players will just get buys through the first round. If rather than rather than not allowing players to play, yeah. but we we'll have to have at least like halfway to the next size. So mm-hmm. say we end up at uh, twenty four people and we have you know half of a third you know we're halfway between that 16 bracket and the 32 bracket then i think i think we'll probably we'll probably go ahead with the 16 mm-hmm. i think at the moment we're at 10 uh yep. i really obviously expect that we'll reach the 16 whether or not we reach 32 uh, i'm not sure you know like i don't know how many people are really wanting to uh come along Nicky revealing to everybody that he's playing double rattle shirt which is obviously a troll
0: <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't put neutrals in there because then everyone would be like, oh that's obvious troll. But I'm not even necessarily gonna play free folk. Uh but uh yeah, double route shirt is my two tournament route shirt lists, I think you'll find.
1: Of course. Yep. Um so yeah, <laughs> uh the event the event is signed up to uh kick off um April twenty fifth. I was actually gonna do it a tiny bit sooner, but um Welcome to 2022, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second, um, ends just before this. So I thought as a fine kind of timescale, we'll start uh, roughly um, on time for that one.
0: Yes. Um, so with that being said, uh, I just wanted to give a, a quick just nod towards Night's Watch and Free Folk there at the top of the rankings. Free Folk OP, right? Uh, anyway. Um the other events going on. But that's oh, that's with...
1: Mickey just cherry picking stats as usual to you oh, know right. back up his own back up back, back up his back up his argument.
0: It's not at all. That was uh, the, the only reason I mentioned that was because people have been uh, chatting about it the whole time. I know,
1: but this is the thing, uh, right? Like people a, they always pick yeah. what they want to see and then Mans shove is still it in the other best people's
0: faces. still the best commander in the game. Um, but uh, but I just thought it was interesting that people have been talking about one thing um a night's watch which we haven't discussed carlo but we both think that night's watch are both very strong um if not the strongest options um out there still anyway um welcome to 2022 uh has 21 players signed up at the moment not
2: um, bad,
0: not bad. i don't know if there's some people in the waitlist no no one in the waitlist currently uh i haven't entered this yet um so got nothing to reveal here um the yeah, 21 players currently in this. He's kind of left it open to add night and players uh, as is standard. Um, and just... Uh, yeah. We'll see how it all goes. Uh, with that, see is it this week still people to yeah. sign up this week? So you've still got six days to sign up until Sunday uh, when List Lock uh, happens at effectively midnight UK time Sunday.
1: Absolutely. Uh, sign up because this will be the first... meet. Like, this is the first wide participation event tts event of uh, of the season 1 updates um you know tom uh, tom's put it together because a lot of people have been waiting for somebody to put an event together you know i knew that i obviously was kind of putting together the tts event that we talked about but it's not not the same it's not for general purpose gaming it's for a very specific uh, entry event like requirement As I say, in the knockout format, half of everybody will lose week one. Another half of everybody will be gone again the week after, right? Like, we'll be down to just a few players very, very quickly. 2022, Swiss format, completely normal. Uh, Carly, I'm I'm 99%. I mean, the the knockout event is free to sign up and I'm 99.9% sure that welcome to Twenty twenty two is free too. Yeah, but, it is. Yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, double double check. Yeah, there. Tom Tom Tom's come in and said uh, it's free to enter. Yep. Um, dabbled dabbled in the past with the uh, attempts to try and run a uh, run the World Cup with you know just a nominal entry fee and to provide some kind of price support off the back of that, and uh, nobody particularly seemed uh, to prefer that. So. Turns out that so many people are willing to do it for free that nobody uh, ever wants to pay a penny, which is a uh, classic uh, kind of problem of um, of the site and TTS making it so easy to run events now that uh, yeah, it's not really it's not really hard work. So you know, everybody uh, everybody almost rightly expects it to be done by somebody for free.
0: Yeah. Um, we also have uh, another event uh, coming up. Which has been new in the uh, something that I've been asked to talk about as well, uh, new in the calendar for those of you UK based. Uh, I'll find it on the list in a second. Not that one. It is. Oh wow, got so many events. Jesus Christ, trying to find these things is a nightmare. Um. All right, here we go. It is this one up here after the GT, before the GT. Isn't it? No. Is he put it on here? Just
2: missed
0: it. Just missed it. Oh Jesus Christ! I can't read. It's right there. Um, right. It is uh, Duke's Gaming, um, in Wales, Pontypool, Wales. Um, massive banner by the way. <laughs> are running an event uh, at uh at their store uh, in July, uh, which is going to be uh effectively a Welsh GT. So we have the Always Winter GT in the UK scene as being like the Scottish GT. This is now going to take the place of effectively a Welsh GT, and then we have the London Grand Tournament, uh, the GT um happening obviously later on in the year. Uh and there's been talks and discussions. Um this is looking to be a 30 player event, which is the, the maximum they can hold. And um there's been discussions about these kind of like effectively making what is now going to become like a UK, UK GT cycle. Uh ideally, you know, with the three events happening as three big events throughout the year that people can not the only ones of course but can rely upon to produce hopefully good quality and hopefully big events that people can play Mm -hmm. in their regions um i think it's a great idea i think it's it's fantastic it's fantastic to have something in that area being closer i'm not going to say it's close to because it's not but closer towards the middle of the uk compared to something like london which and sometimes be difficult for people, or Sterling, which is absolutely miles away from everywhere. Um, so, <laughs> um, it is I think it's a fantastic idea from uh, Scabman and uh, and the guys there, uh, Luke as well as the guy running it uh, from Dukes Dukes Gaming. So yeah, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think it's absolutely brilliant. So if you are interested in that, do sign up. That's in July, July sixteenth, seventeenth.
1: Um. Yep two day event six rounds um which is which is honestly i i wish i mean i'm currently putting together an event which by space limitations similarly it won't get it can't get past the 32 in the same way this event it can't get past 32 which means that you only need five rounds right but I intend to be running a two-day event over six rounds, and this also is coming in at a two-day event over six rounds. I actually think wherever possible, over-catering the number of rounds is way more preferable to under-catering them, right? Like, you know, nobody particularly wants to end up with an event with two players undefeated, right? If you can take more people, then sure, it's better, right? Like, bring you're effectively running almost two events side by side, Mm-hmm. um because you don't get to the point where the 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 two you know full winners brackets ever meet yeah but um I think that is brilliant if you can actually over cater over the days if you can run a thirty two player six round seven round event um I think that that actually just people are there to play games, and the longer you go in the tournament, the more players will be brought to meet players of similar ratings than themselves, similar similar records, similar positions in the table, and the more close hard-fought games you will get. Um, and also, it means that players can lose a game and still win the event, right? Because it is possible for somebody to go 5-0 and then lose the last game, which means that everybody can stay a little bit more invested in winning the event, not just like trying to fight back to second. Um, so yeah, I'm really, uh, I, I really, really do rate events that run more rounds than players require. Um, yes. so I think, uh,
3: great stuff.
0: I'm, um, I'm always a fan of it. I've, I've said as much as I like to play competitively, I actually just like to play the game a lot of the time and, um, coming together and, and having a, for want of a better term festival of playing the game is is what you want from these events. And as much as I would love to win them and love to go and perform well and this, that, and the other, I actually just want to go along and play with people I've never played with before. So having more opportunity Mm -hmm. to do that is just a good thing. Um, If I had the option, I'd go to an event with like eight games over two days, right? I would. But it starts to move into the realms of being bloody tiring and difficult to organize.
1: Um, Uh, Somebody's going to call me out in a minute for when we said that it was stupid for running nine rounds at nationals. (laughs) I can just feel it. I can feel it coming on. No, no.
0: <laughs> but the difference is that nine rounds at Nationals is a lot of rounds in two days. Like, four games a day is...
1: Brain, brain melter.
0: Oh. Four games in a day is hard, like, if people haven't done it. Yeah. It's not impossibly hard. It's not like, oh, my God, I feel, like, awful. But a lot of people, by game four, they you couldn't make them play another game. No. Um, so, yeah. Um. Cool. So that's uh, that's the Duke's gaming event happening later on this year, part of the GT kind of like a cycle of games we've got going.
1: Um,
0: all right. What
1: else have it's we in, got? Uh, Mid-July, right?
0: Mid-July. Yeah. 16th, 17th. Yeah. Um, we did have, and we're not going to talk about uh, too much about the previous tournaments this week. Um, and that is, there's a reason for that. Uh, the El Rey, uh, El Rey and El Norto um, did run. And Jasper uh, from uh, Italy won the event in Spain, uh, which is fantastic. I'm not going to go through any details of it really too much. If you want to see the results, go and have a look at yourselves. Um, But next week coming to us live from Italy is going to be Danny uh, Jasper uh, on next week's episode. Hopefully Um, he would have come today, but he's traveling back to Italy today. So couldn't have done it. Um, So hopefully we'll have him on as a guest next week to talk about his experience of that event. Not just that event, but all of the other events happening in Italy, uh, the Italian scene. Um, We haven't had anything come out of Italy in terms of like uh, much game reports or much discussion and many people interacting as much with like, I guess we call the Western side of Europe and things like this. Um, So it's going to be absolutely fantastic to get his uh, his thoughts on the game. And uh, Mm -hmm. he's a pretty damn good player. As it might turn yeah into. I mean
2: I do
1: like uh, we're not going to get into the whole event right but like I do think that it was very interesting um because because Jasper and the whole Italian scene in general um, they're not T- they are not active on TTS right they're not TTS players um which means that without seeing them interact with players outside of their own group. There is a question mark over like just how strong are they, right? And what we saw in the Spanish event was we saw players coming from France, players coming uh, from across Spain, and some um, uh, some Italian players coming over too. And Jasper's won the event, you know, Presidente and um, tauro I think uh, is his uh, name um, from Italy, all went there and did did pretty strong. Yeah, you know they they're all come out of the event at the top end of the bracket um so did shabalu titus who also went undefeated um and has uh, because jasper already had a invitational spot titus got an invitational spot for being also undefeated mm-hmm. behind technically on secondaries behind jasper but you know um were not split hairs over that as uh Jasper's already got a spot and uh Tactus was also undefeated on the day, so um, it was interesting to see those players who've not interacted before come together and play each other. And um, and and yeah, Jasper's shown Jasper and the other Italian players that went over, you know, like have all shown that they are a very strong group, they're mm-hmm. not uh just a group that play each other never play on tts and only look good by comparison to their own players they can also go and perform you know on um on a wider kind of stage i wouldn't say bigger stage you know like they they have their own their own big tournaments themselves but on a wider stage against people that they've never met before a bigger variety of styles i think it's very interesting that like People haven't really talked about, uh, people don't really talk about anymore about there being a difference in styles, but there are definitely, you know, differences. Before TTS came along, remember, like, there was huge discussions about the difference in style between the US and Europe. Um, I still believe that there is actually a difference in style the way the French players play, uh, because a huge number of the French players don't play on TTS, but then some of them do. And when you watch them play on TTS, I do believe that they do actually have a different style of play. Um, on, um, that,
0: on that note, for anyone who gets the opportunity, uh, watching TTS games, uh, performing at C- uh, things like that, I do recommend having a look at watching uh, Decipher play because he plays quite a lot on TTS from the French mm-hmm. region. And um, he has a very interesting style. He Six activation Baratheon lists, he genuinely believes will work uh, to some extent um so do have a look at that um uh certainly if you can catch any of his games as well I fully recommend it uh but i know he does play on tts so yeah
2: um cool yeah i mean it's great to see right yeah. it's great to see yeah great um, great great to see a uh, great
1: great event and um yeah best of luck i mean oh, i don't even know if we'll cover it because uh, i'm still uh not yet ready to talk about it but uh jasper will be running italian nationals um sometime soon um Mm -hmm. and i believe that there'll be some international people traveling over to that as far as i know uh, you know some of the french and maybe spanish players will be attending that um so
2: that'll be good Mm -hmm.
1: um all right
2: then
0: so we've got other events coming up i'm just gonna rattle through these nice and quick uh quickly um we've got tower games in windsor so this is windsor north south wales uh happening this weekend we've got um westeros bar team challenge which is uh an event in france hey
2: a to- team
1: uh it's actually, I've actually been talking to tyson about it just today it's actually a team event
2: oh cool um
1: so yeah been talking to him today about how you go about submitting a team event and yep. how to do the pairings so that's i why, think uh, um
0: Fan favourite on the channel, Vlad, uh, is going to that as well. Um, So I'll probably hear from him how that goes. Uh, Sewer Rats of Marine, a tournament in Poland. Where would we be without an event in Poland happening at the weekend? We probably wouldn't be in the world. Um, We've got War of the Westerlands also happening this weekend, which is at Firestorm Games in Swindon. Uh, This is a relatively big event in the UK, 24 players, um, happening in Swindon, uh, which is going to be hopefully really good. I believe... uh, Other fan favourite of the channel, Leet Teddy's going to this, right?
1: Uh, Possibly, yeah. Yeah, Tom Tyler's
0: going, Dean, Jacob, yeah, meet Teddy, Tim Whitney, what a legend. Actually, all names that I recognise. In fact, I know every single person on that list except George, Kyle and Chris. So uh, three new players I have to meet, clearly. Um, So that's great to see. Uh, Great to see that the, uh, the community down there is going strong and they're still able to get those players together uh yeah. what else have we got we've Tom, got Tom says that
3: there's still
1: tickets available so uh yeah go along if you're in the area
0: mm-hmm. i would have made the trip far too far and i've got unfortunately other things to do this weekend like make a video um so <laughs> uh battle for the mountain pass uh, sorry battle for the pass at Mountain Top games this is an event happening in colorado uh us a uh, small event but it is still nonetheless happening uh i hope that goes really well uh winter is leaving See what they did there. Uh, an event happening in uh, British Columbia, Langley, uh, in Canada. Uh, 16, Sixteen players there, so that's great as well. As we know, winters. Uh, well, sorry. Welcome to 2022, happening on Sunday as well for um, uh, Tom Tyler on TTS, uh, run by him. We've got Le Jour de Sagne Tom Two uh, happening in Bornel, France. I have literally no idea what that means, but it's the play of something or other. That's what the jour means uh there you go we've actually seen this out before yeah, this is the second one of a series i'm guessing yeah. 14 player event happening in uh bornell
2: awesome
0: the rest is in french can't help out there uh we've got another event on sunday happening in poland poland with two events happening probably about 20 minutes of each other away from each other and probably with the same players just playing in two different events the polish are mental um you when you say guys? that,
1: actually, you know, like one of the first events that I ever traveled to was actually, um, I traveled to back-to-back events in the UK yep. um, in two cities, which are half an hour apart, right? Like, yep. so I played an event on Saturday, and then I traveled to an event on Sunday, next day, in the next city over, um, and I played about half of the same, you know, it was about half of the same people at both events. About mm-hmm. half of the event was locals to that store specifically. Even first event in Birmingham, second event in Derby. Um, I, uh, I think it worked very, very well for me. Like because you know, like I, I want to commit to a weekend of playing the game. Yeah. I'm more than happy to stay somewhere when I go there. Um, and uh, and it was funny that it was just like it kind of turned into this. Um double header of uh, kind of, of of a nice little travel. It meant that the travel wasn't such a problem. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, maybe maybe that's what the Poles do on purpose. They they have maybe. tournaments on Saturday, tournaments on Sunday. Anybody who wants to come to the Saturday comes to the Saturday. Anybody who wants to come to the Sunday comes to the Sunday. Anybody who wants to do both can do both. It, 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 I mean, there's also the other, uh, the other Polish communities that don't play
0: as much um, online or they don't play as much in other events. They only play in their local areas. Um, Mm -hmm. as well, which, of course, it could be those kind of getting together and just playing loads of events as well, Uh, which is always a good thing. Um, This is always good. Always good to see events and always good to see players meeting up. And the last event running this weekend is happening in Old World Games in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, which is happening this weekend as well. Uh, Fantastic. You know, absolutely brilliant Um, to have, what, one, two, three, four, five. uh, I won't count that one. So hang on. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine events happening this weekend over the course of pretty much. We've got the US covered. We've got Europe covered. We've got uh, loads of different countries in Europe covered actually, and we've got uh, Australia covered as well. So I mean, there's an event happening at least in your continent potentially. Uh, still don't have any Asian events. Still don't have any uh, South American events. Um, you know, uh, and hey. We'd love to see some African events. Uh, I I won't say there'll be ma- much opportunity for that. I don't know the Africa region that well in terms of uh, war gaming and things like this. But I know that there's actually quite a a group going in the Dubai Qatar region, I believe. Um, as a as a few players there, so maybe there'll be at a run event as well.
2: Um,
1: so yeah, it, it was, also if 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 you just open up uh, current tournaments too. Yeah. Um, en route to the Citadel, uh, second yep. edition um basically kicking off uh, just today really you know they have 40 of 40 players signed up this is their uh, this is their TTS qualifier for what is you know presumably their their version of the invitational or yeah. you know whatever whatever I don't know if they're running it as a separate event I don't know how many players um uh can kind of enter Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about uh, National Labs asking whether or not Russians are still allowed on Discord. That's quite, uh, quite the question. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I know a lot of countries have been, uh, you know, putting out pretty, you know, heavy blanket bans on, uh, on uh, Russian internet access or event entry or, you know, like, heard of, like, know a lot of athletes from various events have been banned uh just by stint of being being russian uh so you know that is uh that, 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 that's a whole topic that we probably shouldn't even get into But yes. uh, yeah it is an interesting point you know I, w- I wonder if the russian tts event's still going on or whatever but um, anyway, um, yeah, like this 40 person en route to the Citadel. Odd number that it's capped at 40 and has 40. Uh, but yeah, kicking off. Hopefully, we'll see the first round draw on that. But we can see that you know, we've got a, a, a strong entry. Shows how strong the French scene is TTS and in person. And uh, just, you know, it's surprised to see Mount Clegane, the mountain, as the most popular commander. And but there's Lannis, a lot of names in there. There's Lannis a lot of, and long of names that we recognise.
0: Lannister and Brathians the two most picked factions. Like told you the French are French are crazy, man. French are crazy. Uh
2: <laughs> uh not crazy enough to run neutrals.
0: No, no, not crazy enough. Neutrals aren't a faction, Carlo. Stephen Simon said it.
1: Um so
0: yeah, uh yeah, massive, massive uh thing. It's interesting actually. Uh to See that the th- the two main factions, obviously Stark and Free Folk, still having sorry Stark and Lannister, still having uh, the two highest pick rates. Um, as the, obviously the first two original leases, along with Brackens, mm-hmm. which we know have had a fanboying for like years now. At this point, we don't have to remind people, but it is interesting. Recommend having a look at the lists, have a look at the commander picks and things like this. Um,
1: yeah, it, it is actually a slightly interesting event. I think that they've limited neutrals from my my very limited French. Neutrals is limited to 15 points of the 40, I think. Um, yeah. And uh, possibly, also, you can't use neutrals in both your lists. Effectively, yes, neutrals probably. are unique in one of your two lists. So that would see, you know, like, as an example, Peter Baelish can only be in one list, not both lists, or Tycho, or I believe even something like Roos can only appear as a single time across both lists. You can't have Roos Commander and Roos NCU. Uh so yeah, I mean like I, I you know what, actually like I mean I don't care much for the uh for the not appearing twice across two lists. it's kind of, you know, mm. i take or leave that bit. But I do actually think that the 15 points in neutrals is a positive move for the game. Like, so interestingly just...
0: interestingly this is actually another team event as well. Um which is interesting which is probably why the picks are such more spread as well um this is another team event happening uh which i believe that they're organizing the team event and the right results and things through um discord uh the french okay. discord because uh, obviously this is being run by uh glanthil uh, um who's running all this and keeping it on check so um yeah no uh super interesting um awesome. you join in the french discord you can Check it up. Obviously, it's all in French. So do we think this is uh,
1: ten, 10 teams of four? I believe so. That makes a lot of sense why yeah. it's 40 players, because
2: 40 is an odd cap. <laughs> I do believe uh, that it's 10 teams of four.
0: Yeah.
2: Cool. Um,
0: the uh, the Any other events we've got keep going? That's still going. still going. That's an event.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: there's a few leagues long running, um, yeah. and hopefully, you know, we 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 could take a look at the Russian TTS event if you want. Uh, I think it's uh, been about two rounds deep now. Um, three, uh, three, two in a bit. They uh, they have started yeah. the third round. Um, see, was that Night's Watch and Barras currently on a two and one? But we see Lannisters Lannister, Barrows start. Night's Watch and Targ's.
2: Yeah. Double barrel. All
1: different factions at two zero.
2: Yeah. Um, Lord it,
1: Ijimbo, Five Girl, uh Names definitely names that I recognise there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, definitely interesting. Um, definitely interesting to see what's going on that. I obviously do wonder. When the last game was played. I'd have to look it up to see when the last game was played. Uh, to see if that is still going, of course. And if they're still able to record it. Um, yeah, no. Uh, super interesting. Um, lots of things happening. Loads of events happening. Loads of stuff happening. The uh, Not going to touch on it. We talked about the power rankings all last week. Yes, Night's Watch have taken number one spot. That doesn't mean that they're the best faction, right? I, necessarily. Still think Free Folk, specifically Mance, you know, is a clear winner. Still out there in front. But we've seen over the last couple of weeks, uh, Donald actually pick up some wins, uh, as well as John picking up some wins again, I believe. Uh, and again, that Vargo Hope that we talked about last week, Carlo, has actually been on the rise. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, like, I, I do actually think that. Uh, so I, I think I started to understand it a little bit today. I watched, um, I watched Bob playing uh, a Vargo Hope uh, Night Watch. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he opened the first round with Offal onto Swords, giving out a weakened token and then following it up with a panic check that did plus two wounds when he expended that weakened token,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I instantly was
2: like, yeah, I see it now. Yep. I do actually think that it's not just a joke. That
1: i tell you what's actually the most interesting part of it. I think that if Night's Watch can have good weakened manipulation in amongst awful, I'm sorry, not awful, um, Aemon and other strong healing that they already have in their deck, then they can really just play a very strong denial game. I do actually think that the weakened token and really push them into a realm where a lot of people just can't kill them between shields that guards the realms and other things like that It's,
0: i think i think on that same topic it's the reason that tywin gets viewed as being quite good but tywin like has all this weakened control you can do a lot with it but that's all you've got you don't have the sustain in other ways yeah and the the comeback mechanic that like, if you start to go down, then all you've got is, oh, I just hope that my weakens work still, um, and if they're not working... Yeah, I mean,
1: Ty- Tywin would, would be an amazing Lannister commander if you just had Amon. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. that's all you need, is you just need, like, an Amon level heal to back you up, and weakened, and its value just magnifies.
0: Yeah. Certainly, uh, certainly pause for thought, I think, for a lot of people. Um, You know, in terms of this this current game set that we're seeing. Um, It's good to see, though. I mean, as much as I, you know, we can wax lyrical about Mansell Day, it's good to see that there's factions that are moving around still. It's good to see Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of discussion being had. Uh, Baratheon's up at the highest they've been for a while. And uh, God forbid Baratheon's might not be negative soon at minus two and a bit. Um, Well can we finally talk about the fact that brathians are not trash maybe
2: um
0: but yeah i mean as a whole like factions as a whole are much closer we've see we see if you disclude neutrals cuz like we said neutrals aren't really a faction it's only just over a 60 point spread between the top faction and the lowest faction which is not that far from the realms of unhealthy um we'd like it to be smaller but 60 points in the grand scheme of what we've seen before from factions, is quite small. Uh, we have seen a hundred to a hundred and fifty. So, I mean, do you remember the worst points of one point six, where it was a two hundred point difference between some of the factions? I think commanders. Oh, we saw it in the commanders uh, factions nearly, didn't we? We saw a faction at like minus sixty or seventy, and someone got to nearly a hundred points average. I swear that was something we nearly saw. Um, Possibly,
1: yeah, maybe. I think it was maybe. that bad. Uh, I think Barry, yeah. I think maybe Barrys were minus 80 and Starks were plus 100 at one point. Yeah, that is possible.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: But certainly a 100 point to 150 point difference is definitely something we've seen. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, Tim, you don't know how... how simple and deep a question that is.
0: How simple and yet how deep?
2: So thoughtful.
1: Zero, zero means that you are... Absolutely
2: balanced. Anything plus means that you're over over the average. Yep. And anything under means that you're under the average. Yep. We would
0: never expect everything to be zero. That would be borderline impossible at any one given moment, the snapshot in time. But if we talked about before, Kylo, we'd expect what we really want to see is everything within like a plus minus 10 to 20 range. As like a ideal.
1: I mean, it never has been, and I don't think it ever will be.
0: No, I don't think it ever will be. But (laughs) that's that's what we would call like. I mean,
1: why we might as well just say I think everything should be zero. Well, that's
3: true. Yeah. Because
1: like they've never been, they've never been plus minus ten, and they never will be, except the point where I zero all the stats, and they start climbing away from zero. Yeah.
0: Um. But the closer they are, the better. Basically. Uh, The important bit is that how big is the biggest one? How far away from it is everybody else? Um, If they are separate from the pack, see Night's Watch 2021. Basically, clear 10 to 20 points out of Targs, who were in clear second place, um, who were another 10 points free of mostly Free Folk. um, And then it was insert other factions here. Um, Whereas nowadays we're seeing Free Folk and Night's Watch Trade places. Targaryens are comfortably third. They've sat in that third spot now for a while, um, and it's those three kind of beating out at the top with mostly Free Folk and Night's Watch kind of coming together. Uh, neutrals of neutrals aren't a faction. We'll not discuss it, but Lannisters have plummeted, um, mm-hmm. and then it's like Stark, Baratheon, and less so Greyjoy now. Grey, I thought Greyjoy was beating it out, and then yeah, um, Greyjoys have not seen the growth that. Me and Carlo would have expected to put it brutally honest.
1: Um, I tell you what, Blood Ravens, right? See, too many or not. Everybody gets a perfect zero. Zero is perfection. I'm not sure. Zero, zero is what we want. Zero is perfect. I'm fairly uh, sure you've yeah. given
0: non-perfect zeros as well. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Z- zero, zeros with uh, you know little bits of uh, little bits of critique here and there. Um, not to get all uh theoretical and mathematical, Tim, but um, if you always win, your score is infinite. Like, if it's literally a hundred percent win rate, every time you win, your value goes up, yeah, and there is no ceiling. If you like, as long as you win, I mean, it's yeah, it's hard, you know, mathematically it's, you there know, are uh, skills, it, right? it, 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 it asymptotes, yeah. you know, um, you know, you obviously never reala- reach an actual infinite, but, you know, as soon as you're a 99.9% win rate, then, you know, your score is, I think off the top of my head, you'd be about plus 400 if you're a 99.9% win rate roughly speaking it might be might be a plus 600 um Oops. but then if we're talking 90 you know a 90% win rate we're talking uh well a 95% win rate would then be like a plus 400 but like it, it, it's a bell curve right like effectively you can never get to 100 you can never get to a 100% win rate nothing can win all the time but the closer you get there to get a little bit closer to be like a 98 to a 99% win rate means that your that your rating has to go up by like another 100. And then to get from a 99 to 99.5% win rate your rating has to go up by another 100 and then to go up by like 0.1% it has to go up by another 100. And then eventually just you know you're effectively at inf- infinity and you're at a 99.9% win rate and it's not really going to yeah. You're never going to get there. Um realistically within the plus minus 100s we're talking you know overall as a faction in the 40 to 60 win rate kind of range um as a faction as a whole that kind of sits when we start to look at um specific commanders when we talk at when we talk about awful versus Var- uh, vargo you yeah know i mean like inside neutrals that's when we're like Okay, you know I, I'm using offal because we're talking about offal in his worst case at the end of last edition. We're talking about a plus 120, 130 as he was at times well, versus the, a minus 80. We're talking about a 200 point difference.
0: A very very um, good example to use as well. Uh, those of you that are aware is the the 200 points that Howland sat at in 1.6. Um, you know where. Mm-hmm starks did have almost a two-thirds win rate <laughs> like
1: yeah as a whole better. faction yeah as a whole faction and then when uh remembering back actually i think that when you looked at the 10 activation howland list it, it specifically had a 90 percent win rate against everything um so yeah like things are better than they were guys like really really they are better um and um and yeah um, honestly, though, if you go and look at the power rankings up at the top and ask it to do the predictor for you, it will effectively tell you what the numbers mean. Right. Like, you know, take take yourself. You don't need a player. Don't know because the players really oh, complicate okay. things. So I'll you kind of need players, need that to not be a player. Go on. Give me, two, uh, give me
0: a faction and a commander quickly.
1: Well, it's got me now. So you, no, it hasn't. You uh, won't I, work. I just refresh the page. <laughs> Um, yeah, but roughly speaking, if we took Mance and we played him into Tywin, you know, it'll tell you, you'll be able to get a gauge for what those numbers mean. Um, and it currently thinks that, you know, Mance has a 73% chance to win this game. And that predictor, by the way, you know, like that, 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 that's effectively the stats, like that isn't some made up number. It is technically made up, and it is inferred from multiple sets of data that isn't measuring exactly games where Tywin has played and Mance has played against each other, but it's looked at all the games that Tywin's ever played and what his win rate is, and then it looks at all the games that Mance has ever played and what his win rate is. And it also looked at how good the players who played those games are. And then it brought them together
2: and it says, Mance will win three quarters of the time. And I think personally,
1: that's too high. I would like that number, which is about the wor- one of the worst numbers in the game right now. I would like that number myself to be still within the 60-40 bracket. Yeah. You'd want the worst matchup in the game to still only be like a... Two thirds to one third win rate, not three quarters, seventy five eighty percent win rate.
0: Mm-hmm. I Agree, I agree completely. This is too far, um, and this is you yeah, know this is this is an expected win rate. It is a calculated value from the data. Um, it's not going to be perfect. If you played four games, you're not going to win one with tie win, and you're going to lose three, but. It's probably very likely that that's roughly the case, right? It's it's oh we're talking about large data, a very small sample size that you do in your own like back garden or whatever, um doesn't necessarily fulfil the stats that we're talking about here uh, and the analysis of the large data sets that we're doing. So you might so, you know you might find that you're not doing that, but then we would talk about well if you did a hundred games with Tywin and against Mance and you're winning more than three uh, one quarter of them. Probably because the person you're playing against, you're better than.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Paul. Paul says that the predictor ignores his ineptitude, but it doesn't have to. You can put the players in. Yep, you can.
0: Uh, I, I'm going to use. I'm going to use this as an example. If, so if Carlo plays me, as an example, Carlo, Carlo's win rate is uh, with Mance. Carlo's win rate would actually go up because he's a better player than me
1: but Uh, again that's just based on our rankings inferred from the games that we played against each other and played games that we played against everybody else it thinks that i have a slightly higher chance to win any given game without any kind of commanders included um uh, i was gonna say um yeah but you know like that worst rating of 73 percent is way 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 better than it used to be right like um, you could get
0: it to 90 before entering players before. Like,
1: yes, could. yes. In the, past, in the past, when you looked at the very best thing in the game, when you looked at Howland versus, uh, I think at the time, off the top of my head, it was probably... It might have still been Stannis. It might have been Stannis 1 or Renly 1. Maybe, maybe, you know, it might
0: have even been Gregor back then, you know, as well.
1: It, it could have. It could have been. Um, mm. When you looked at that, the actual predicted win rate was like 90% you had about a 1 in 10 chance to win that game if two people of equal ability both came to play each other. And, you know, we've come a long way from there. Um, That that is 1.6 Starks, uh, 0 point Direwolves, 10 activations as a norm, some people even fielding 11
2: activations. uh, Oh, God, yeah. Now... Sadness. That doesn't happen anymore, thankfully, at least it's not that bad, right? No, I mean like activations
1: high activation counts now do feel like they come with um with downsides
2: mm-hmm.
1: right like even relentless spam and 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 that style of high activation count low unit count you can even discuss like we can discuss that. It has low deployment, right? Like, so you can be somewhat out deployed, though you always have these extra maneuvers. So, you know, know, that's a maybe point. But you bring a lot less wounds to the table. Yes, your seven point unit with a three point um, attachment for 10 points does bring two full activations and they are both very dangerous activations. They can both do a lot of damage. They can do whatever. It could be your ranger hunters. It could be your Unsullied with a captain. It could be, you know, your um that could even be silence men with Victorian or you know whatever we're talking about right here. Right, there are yeah. there are a lot of cases of big powerhouse seven point units plus plus a three point attachment. But in all of these cases, you are actually only twelve wounds. Right, we're yeah. not talking about being able to effectively bring. As many wounds as your opponent plus more units and um, which is what the old style used to be and um, to do that you have to be called greyjoys and free folk uh which we know is the trigger hey, word you can we you know do is, it is the trigger is word for the discord communities at the moment
0: you can do it Lannisters <laughs> too uh it's just really sad when you do it
2: it's not good anymore
0: um oh, rip seven poor fellows um Uh, Agreed, agreed. I mean, um, there's been a lot of discussions, a hell of a lot of discussions about activations constantly now. uh, Constantly discussions around why things are too good or why things aren't too good, so on and so forth. Um,
1: Interestingly, I posted, I mean, I posted this in stats the other day um, just so people may have heard me say it before. Uh, It's not the first time I've kind of thought this, but I believe that the game is in a relatively balanced state right now. And interestingly, I've come to believe that that actually is a state of affairs which leads people to argue more than ever. The yeah. more balanced the game gets, the more people argue, and more specifically, the more feverent and... like. Tribalized people seem to become about arguing about their their favorite factions right when there's one faction that stands out as being obviously overpowered and I, and I and I use that word very rarely maybe I say it a lot, but my actual you know like my my actual meaning of being actually just more powerful than everybody else the favorite in every matchup. There is not a single matchup. There is no rock-paper-scissors effect here. There is no list you can put together that, like, is a counter to it. And so we're talking about awful, you know, Night's Watch gunline, for example, was clearly in that category. And when that existed, I felt that it actually creates quite a lot of harmony among the player base in a lot of ways because everybody knows who the big bad guy is. And yes, people will discuss endlessly how bad he is or whether or not this list can beat it or, you know, blah, 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 blah. Roughly speaking, everybody knows that their faction isn't as good as that faction. And they don't have to feel really bad about when they lose to it, etc. cetera. Once it becomes into flux and... Everybody's arguing over what's good or what's not good. I think that people get very vicious about the way they discuss the game. People get incredibly personally offended that other people think that things that they lose to aren't overpowered, you know? Like, in the same way that some people, but it's a very marginally small amount of people, become offended when you tell them that the list that they play is known to be the most powerful thing in the game, right? Like, some people do become offended, particularly if they're not winning a lot,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: if you tell them that Othel is massively overpowered, right? And they're like, but I don't win, so he can't be. That same discussion becomes magnified many, many, many times over if you are losing to something, and people are telling you that it's not overpowered, mm-hmm. right? Like, as soon as there isn't something for people to point to and be like, that's the big bad guy. Every time people lose, they have to look at themselves and say, did I lose because I didn't play as well as my opponent? And almost nobody ever wants to say that, right? Like, you know, I mean, look at my record. It's not a 100%, guys, yeah? I lose games. and it's hard to look at those games and say I lost because I didn't play well or I lost because it's so much easier for me to say I lost because of luck or because his list or you know like or this thing's overpowered or this card happened or you know I mean like or or, like he cheated or do I mean like so many things that people want to point to but I think that the more balanced the game is, the more people have to come back and admit that the game is being determined by skill and people don't want to ever have that conversation with themselves. So instead, they have conversations with other people where they
2: tell everybody that the things that they lose to aren't, are, are overpowered and that they're not fair. Um, and I think... I, I don't know, like... I, I it was never a song of ice and fire stats. In in should
1: should allow us to move beyond those discussions, but clearly it doesn't. Like no. clearly, 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 it doesn't. Like you know, in a lot of ways, I built a song of ice and fire stats originally, like ever originally when I was first you know getting into the game. Forget forget the website when it was just um when it was just honestly like an Excel spreadsheet or whatever. It was, it was so that like, I think you'll find. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a Google sheet that like ran some macros. Honestly, it was so that people would stop telling me that whatever army I played was overpowered. Like just every army that I played was overpowered. Although like at some point I just wanted to be like, look, guys, like have you ever thought that maybe I'm just better at the game than you? Like,
2: it actually
0: turns out the full story, guys, is that he only ever played Lannisters originally, and he did run the Mountain that rides, and he
1: stopped with Mountain that rides.
0: <laughs> he stopped, and he did start losing games. So for a, for a Absolutely. brief period of time, we were like, yeah, actually, he is a bit no,
1: overpowered. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. And yeah, honestly, yeah. that was that was that was one of the first first revelations I ever had about this game. Was hey, I was like, when I found out that oh, wow, he is actually overpowered. Like, we looked at we looked at a tournament, we looked at a really big Masters of Westeros event, we broke down loads of stats, and it turned out that Mountain that rides was massively overpowered. Is it 20, 20% increase in win
0: rate that he alone... Enjoyed? Yeah, 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 like Something 20% stupid. increase
1: in win rate from the old Mountain that rides. God, he was amazing. <laughs> uh, and I always used him, right? Like, so... um mm-hmm. So when I stopped stopped using him, stopped having that crutch, like honestly, my win rate dropped by more than 20%, like (laughs) by more than 20% personally. But what I mean is is like the whole ethos of the site is here to determine what is powerful and what is not by statistical analysis. (laughs) Golly, if you think that you need to clip me saying, do you think that maybe I'm just better than you? Like you I mean, you should just turn up to our club any one given week, <laughs> uh but yeah, you know like the the site is supposed to allow us all to come to terms with the stark reality of the game hey. uh, and yeah that was that was a bit of a pun intended um and and then hopefully once you come once you come to terms with it, you can then start to get good. As Mikael says, as long as you will blame other things, you are limiting how good you can be, right? And and also interestingly, once once you get to a certain level of good, if you continue to play things that are really really powerful, you also limit how good you can be, right? Because you stop ever having to overcome a difficult situation and you're always the favorite, right? And so, personally, that's one of the reasons why I change factions so often because I want to know what it's like to play as that faction for a significant period of time. And also, outside of trying to win certain events, I gravitate towards the bottom end because that is where you get
2: better the fastest mm-hmm. um so you know um I, I you know i i don't know why we started
1: on this whole discussion other than like you know right, like right. The, the it's what the, the site the site the site is here to help you learn to be better but if you if you don't use it that way it it can't help you do that so you know all i'd say is is um Stop trying to prove it wrong and admit that it's right. <laughs> and that's the first step on the 10 step Song of Ice and Fire stats program uh, to admit to admitting you have a problem and, uh, and that maybe uh, maybe you'll get uh, maybe you'll get good by step 10.
0: I like how I like how it's a 10 step program to admitting that you're the one with the problem, not. Uh, not the first step in the road to recovery it's <laughs> it's the first step in admitting that you 've got an issue, so there are yeah. low there are far too many steps for anyone to enroll on this program. but if anyone is interested on in the program, we sell it online for third. no we don't <laughs> uh it's not some kind of diet plan that you can simply ingest, and you'll be fine um no. although now that we've said that we're releasing a pill no um <laughs> they get five
1: ninety nine uh, you too, coming to you a magazine
0: you. front near
1: you um, <laughs> anyway um, shall we leave it there Carly yeah absolutely if you want some more fun interesting learning then there's one more event which we can't be bothered to talk about but there is a bring your own box which ran at the weekend yes uh, honestly go and look at it yourself uh, who did you think was going to win, Mickey? You you said free folk.
0: I said I can see free folk doing it just because giants are, although I think are a meme. Um, yeah. They and and who did
1: win in the end? Who did win in the end?
0: I, I actually don't know.
1: I actually don't know. Is the know. tournament closed? Shall
3: we uh, have a look at it? I'm I'm gonna, sure I'm, sure now now that we've
0: brought it up, we have to have a look at it. Yeah. Uh,
3: I'm pretty sure it was called uh, It's closed.
2: It was won by a Targaryen, Daniel Arnold. I think, I think I said Tog. I'm pretty sure I said Tog.
0: You said Night's Watch, didn't you?
1: Nah, yeah, I said John.
0: Yeah.
1: I said a lot of things. Yeah, I said, no,
0: but you're, you're, not, John... you're not changing history that much. Come on, you said. I said
2: John Togs. Did they say Starks? You I may feel, have I feel like maybe I said those three: John Tog Starks. But anyway,
1: there you go. Came out with uh, Drogo on top. Not that surprising, but. Uh... Honestly, I can't I can't say enough that I think that this was a really interesting event. Thirty points, starter box only, one list, really interesting way to bring new people into the game.
2: Um yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely cool. Um
1: Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, I got a get out clause. Carly says that it, there's no night watch players. So technically, I put Targ second, so I'm going to take it.
2: Jesus Christ. My show. My show. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It is indeed Carlo's show,
0: which is why I will uh, say for this week, guys, I hope you all the best of luck for the games you've got going this week. I really hope that everything goes well for everybody. Um, and we will see you next week uh, with special guest, hopefully Jasper, uh, to talk about uh, the Italian scene, to talk about the Spanish event, to talk about anything else that we crop up. If you've got any questions, you can always fire them us uh, over to them during the week if you've got any questions to Danny uh, as well, because um, we know who it's going to be. So you can prepare any questions if you want to uh, do that. Uh, and other than that, Carlo, last word before you go? Bye bye. It's Carlo's show, remember, guys. So I'll now end the show for everyone. See you later, guys. Enjoy. Ready, aim, release! Anyone see my mammoth?